Ba-da-da-da. Welcome to Fourth Times the Charm, where niche is neat. I am your producer, Ben, and accompanied with me today is our Master of Ceremonies <laughs> for the 2022 Album of the Year. It is your director, Matt. Hello and welcome everybody, Charmers out there, I hope you're having a good time. Now, you might have seen my personal top 10 of the year, but this week and next week, we are going to be bringing you the top 25 albums of the year, as chosen by the many wonderful co-hosts, guests, and many, many wonderful fans of Fourth Times the Charm. Today we are joined not only by our delicious, delicious catering man, we are joined by uh, our sound guy, Kyle. And our our audio engineer Nick. Hello, everyone. Really sound heavy. <laughs> well, because their audios are both terrible, too. so that's how people will know who they are. Hey, I'm just quiet, not terrible. Well, mm. wow. Depends. <laughs> yeah, everyone's improved. Everyone's improved, and Monty is still a snack. So yummy. Yeah. So this week's episode, um, and next week we. Nick, Kyle, and I have always been huge metal fans and huge music fans, and Ben has always tangentially listened to music, and for a long time, what we would do is that Nick, Kyle, and I would make a big playlist of all of our top tens, give them to Ben, and let him rank them for hilarity and conversation to ensue, but this year, this year was a little different. This year, Ben actually had a little bit of initiative when it came to wanting to listen to albums prior to to us making our big list and he actually went out of his way and found some of his albums on his own and made his own top 10 so what we did this year was we took the top five from ben's list the top five from my list the top five from nick's list then the top five from kyle's list in addition to some outside picks including seven albums two from our biggest fan brennan and five from the wider metal community and we put that all into one big beautiful playlist and this time Every single one of us ranked that list. And Ben did some math and some wizardry to make a beautiful aggregate top 25 that's going to guide us through our experience. Monty's here for some sweet shea butter as he tried to dive into the playlist. And when you know, if you look up some of these albums, trust me, as far as Monty made is a fucking testament to his will. Um, So we're going to dive into all these albums. I'm going to throw it back to the wonderful, salacious Ben. Thank you, sir. Uh, So I'm going to run through a few things just to reiterate what Matt said. Uh, (laughs) Matt, myself, Nick, and Kyle each submitted 10 albums that were our 10 personal favorite albums from the year. From that, we selected the top five from each of our lists, and that formed uh, the base 20. There were two duplicate picks across our 20 albums selected. And so those two albums were replaced with uh, Brennan, our biggest fan, his two favorite albums of the year. And then five additional albums were selected from the metal community at large. I put together uh, a few interesting tidbits about these top albums amongst us. Uh, out of our individual top tens, so 40 ish albums across us, um, the length of the album I thought was a little interesting. Oh, I'm very Uh, interested in this. This is something I'm vastly interested in. Yeah. So, uh, interestingly enough, Kyle, Nick and Matt 
their average album length was between 40 to 44 minutes across their top 10s. Perfect. Mine was much right. shorter at 32 minutes. Interesting. On average. Only 32. Monty, Monty from, a, uh, from an informal perspective, what would you say is the optimal album length? I think 45 minutes yeah. typically to 40, 50 minutes. Like some of the albums I used to listen to um, or I still do. Um, yeah, they tend to go a little long. I always feel like it's like a movie. If it's like not your average hour and a half, at least it's kind of disappointing. So Sure. Oh, okay. I respect opinion. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. But from yeah, those albums, we broke it down a little bit further. I looked into the country of origin per Matt's suggestion. I listened to a bunch of Canadian and French metal albums this year. Um, so go them, I suppose. But uh, from each of our personal top tens, I just wanted to read off here. There were uh, number one country of origin was the U.S. with USA, 12 USA, albums. USA. Then France was number two with seven. <laughs> and then there was a five-way tie for Canada, Germany, oh. Sweden, Finland, and Iceland. Canada. Uh, that is not Canada. including duplicates. What about the Netherlands? Uh, <laughs> uh, Netherlands only had two. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> two for the UK, one for Switzerland, and one for Australia. Now, before we get started, I thought it would be nice to do some slightly informal honorable mentions uh, and to get this started uh let's start with kyle Ooh. kyle what are your your honorable mentions of albums in 2022 you want to shout out yeah so my first album i like to shout out is sacred rides and black magic by storm ruler it's just a fun time of listening to some melodic black metal it's, but the album's just a tad long just as a warning uh, the next one is Seventh Realm of the Seventh Realm by Aelstorm. It's a, just a fun Aelstorm album. Not their best, but it's good. And the last one is Frostbitten by Grima. Makes you feel like you're in a forest, and it's great. Is it Grima or Grima? That's up for debate. Because <laughs> I've heard, I've heard cause, both. Because grammatically same... is Grima. Yeah, yeah. Because Grima but, would be two M's. But it's yeah, also but this Russian. Is the, this is metal. So, yeah. <laughs> There's a Grima. Bit... Yeah, Grima. Grima. Yeah, if you yeah. say it with an accent or like your Rasputin, it you can it can be whatever you want. There we go. Uh, Nick, any <laughs> albums you'd like to shout out? Yeah, I've actually got five for us. Uh, so the first one I'd like to talk about is Knights Voices of the Cronian Moon. They are a gothic heavy metal band, and they really sound like if you combine Tribulation and just any generic heavy metal band, that's more or less their sound. Um, the next album is Heltgevad. Uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce the album name. <laughs> Thanks. I don't, I don't have to Morgan try to say, Lodens, have I don't have to try to say Thank you, Ben. <laughs> I appreciate you. Um, they are Mellow Death, and by the sounds of it, Matt will have more Ooh. to say about them later. No, I'm glad you said them because they were also going to be an honorable mention. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, they're no. mellow black metal. Uh, awesome time. Yeah. If you like one of uh, our picks that we're going to be talking about later, you'll definitely like these guys. Yep. Um Falls of Roros, uh, key to a mm. vanishing future. They're really sad boy, like black folk metal, um, heavy doom influence as well. Uh, it's hard to recommend them unless you're in like a really sad boy kind of mood. So yeah, send that them my way, please. <laughs> For sure. 
Kyle's uh, depressed, everybody. <laughs> next is a band I'll actually be talking about more later, uh, Moonlight Sorcery. Ooh. They had yeah. a very late EP <laughs> this yep, year called did. Nightwind, The Conqueror from the Stars. It released, I believe, like mid-December. Yeah, it um, came out like December like 5th. Yes, yes. Uh, anyways, they're Mellow Black, and I will have much more to say about them later. Um, and the last band is Riot City and their album Electric mm-hmm. Elite. They are a heavy speed metal band, and they are more or less straight uh, Judas Priest worship with a nice layer of speed metal on top. Very Ooh. fast, very punchy, really good time. You guys are making my job easy. You keep, you keep narrowing my list down for me so I don't have to <laughs> shout out as many albums. I got you. <laughs> All right, well then let's follow up with you, Matt. Who would you like to shout out before we get started with our uh, our list? I have a long list. I have ten albums. I'm going to shout out, so I'm going to run through it fast. Uh, I'm going to hit. Morning. I'm going to hit my ten through six on air because I put them on Instagram, but I want to say them out loud. Pillaging Villagers, their new album, Pillaging mm. Villagers. It's peasant metal. They define themselves as peasant metal, and it's fucking awesome. Um, I'm going to skip that next one because we're going to talk about it more later. I talk about that one too. Uh, Jer, uh, Bothered, Unbothered, Modern Ska, Ska Still Alive. They're coming to Chicago on a big Ska like like renaissance tour. We're all going. Uh, Panis Nyakturn, we dedicated a whole episode to this band in both their most recent album and their album from a couple years ago. They're clown black metal. I don't know how else to describe it. Um, I also really want to shout out um, The Chats, their new album, Get Fucked. These guys are Australian punk metal, just punk. It's really straightforward garage punk. It's a good, raw, punchy, good time. Uh, Master Boot Records, personal computer. Um, It's avant-garde chiptune synth metal stuff. It's really fucking cool. It sounds like you're in a video game where you murder stuff. Uh, Value Select Perfect because it's the best comedy album released in 2022. Fight me. Um, Harley Poe's Horrible was on our list earlier in the year. They're amazing folk punk. Get into it. Enjoy it. Anonesis uh, Moon of Foul Magic. Autonoesis. Autonoesis. That one. It's where you know where you are within time. Uh, Only reason this falls out of my top 10 is because it had a weird intro. That was not as good as the rest of the album, and it's 66 fucking minutes. Um, it, I, I will second you on that. Autonoesis was a really good album, but the first song drained so much out of me every time I listened to it. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna. I'm just going to run through these ones by band name. Mizmure and Mizmure and Thou, both of those releases. The Weeknd's Dawn FM. Uh, uh, Mass Ooh, Warships, stuff. Portal Tombs. Uh, Dance with the Dead, Driven to Madness. What a Jackery, Wet Year, Zoeska They're Polish. They're really good. And they're black metal. Um, uh, also, shout out the other Moonlight Sorcery album. Um, Glyph uh, reminds us of the sun. Really uh, chilling black metal. Firmament. This album almost put Ben to sleep, but I really like it. Um, Iskalala. I don't even remember. I know you don't. Uh, <laughs> grind. They're a good fucking time. And we'll end it with actually Deep Profutus, the corruption of virtue. This album landed on like every top five list on Angry Metal Guy, and I feel uncultured not liking it as much. Uh, Inclination, unaltered perspective. It's the it's the hardcore album I wish Ben had liked more this year. Um, Freedom of Fear, Carpathia, I think is how you say it, is a really fucking sweet, like, mellow death, good fucking shreddy time. And that's it for my honorable mentions. 
All right. Uh, and I'll round us out here uh, with uh, four album recommendations. Uh, Death Spell Omega, The Long Defeat. This was one I listened to late in the year. Uh, really just big, big sound, all-encompassing. Uh, really liked it. Uh, Sculpture with Feldwarts. Uh, similarly angry French metal, uh, nearly ended out of my, uh, out of my top five. Um, I had a weird crush on Silverstein's Misery Made Me. Oh, I'm, I'm uh, oh, hold on. Can we, t- I, that album fucking <laughs> sucks. Okay. I know it does. I, I know I, it does. I've seen Silverstein live. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Kyle's seen Silverstein live. Yep. I'm, 80% sure Nick's been at a show or a festival where Silverstein has played. And so this is coming from a, a, a perspective of an individual who holds nostalgia for Silverstein. Fuck that album. <laughs> uh, fair enough. I, I really never listened to any of these albums before. So for me, this was novel. Ugh. Uh, so I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I just and... got so excited for a good Silverstein album again. I was like, Ben was like, it's great. And I was like, oh. <gasps> I got like all pumped. I listened to it in the car and Taryn turned to me and went, why are you listening to this? <laughs> <laughs> and that's, and that's, well, that's towards me. And you'll hear about my number five album of the year soon. <laughs> uh, and then finally, uh, last year's uh, totally legit, uh, not fucked number one album of the year. Altark uh, came back this year with Altark three, which is a three piece version of, uh, of of Altark. So they remixed last year's album uh into a three-piece album. It's a lot moodier. It's called Roadburn Redux 2021 because it's based off a live show they did. Um I liked it. I didn't like it like it, but their new spin on Cyclic Terror was pretty cool, even if it wasn't as good. So uh looking forward to hearing more from them. So with that said Let's move on to next steps. Ooh. We have oh my. several different awards to hand out this Let's year. Let's do it. We have the following. Least favorite album of the year. Rising band of the year. Album art of the year. All of these will have individual selections from the four of us. <laughs> there will also be, of course the album of the year, but there are two additional awards that will be handed out that I have not told any of you about. What? Okay. Um, I decided to score the albums of the year. I would get the ranking of all 25 albums from each of us individually. And I would average out the scores. Whoever got the closest score, to one would be the album of the year. Whichever one had the highest average number would be the bottom of an excellent top 25 regardless. But I also averaged out how everyone scored each individual person's set of five <laughs> albums, which means that there's not only each person's score from one to 25, there's also my score for Matt's albums on average, Kyle's, Nick's, Brennan's, and the overall metal community. And as such, there are scores for Matt, Nick, and Kyle. And so what I've done 
is I have averaged these scores together. And we will have, at the end of this podcast series, we will discover which of the four of us, or it could be Brennan or the metal community at large, which (laughs) of us six individuals has the best taste in music of 2022. And for the next year... Their word is God when it comes to music. <laughs> oh, no! And oh, we cannot dispute them whatsoever. I art, unless it's me, I disagree. <laughs> conversely. Even if it is me, I kind of disagree. Conversely, and I'm limiting this to just the four of us. Okay. Whichever of us four has the lowest average score of albums will be Mr. Irrelevant for the next year. His music opinions mean nothing. He is dirt. You spit on his grave. That's a great movie. He means nothing. (laughs) Why would you do this to yourself? And so we're going to find out (laughs) who is our champion of champions and who is our most musically tone deaf. (laughs) Who is well, the me. 2022 Fourth Times the Charm Album of the Year King of Kings and Piece of Shit? We're going to find out. <laughs> yeah. But we got to start at the beginning. We got to start at album 25. Guys, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Yes. My body is formed. I am just going to sit here and listen to this. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> Mom's right. got the best seat in the house. Yeah. Hey, I'm Palms learning. Mom's sweaty. Mom's spaghetti. Let's start with album 25. This is the album TM from Brockhampton. This is uh, Brockhampton's eighth and final studio album. TM stands for The Mountain. Uh, by the American self-proclaimed boy band Brockhampton. Brockhampton has been around since the early 2010s and have been producing their own special blend of hip-hop um, and uh, pop music and other kind of mixing genres to kind of redefine what it means to be a boy band. Now, this album came from our glorious fan Brennan, who has prepared a message for us about this album. Oh, good. Um, I, I reached out to him, and and boy, did he did he come up to the assignment. Um, so from from the the mouth of the man himself, uh, this is a surprise follow up to Brockhampton's final album, The Family. Brockhampton announced that they would be breaking up in early 2022 and canceled all their show dates, including the ones Brennan had tickets to. Uh, they mentioned at Coachella that they'd be releasing one final studio album that year. The album was The Family. The family was 35 minutes of the group leader, Kevin Abstract, bitching on a solo project of why the band didn't work out and that he had released 35 minutes of music to fulfill a contract deal. All in all, I was very disappointed by this release. To my surprise, hours later, TM was dropped. This contained previously unfinished songs recorded by the band that they had intended for their next album before the split. This album is full of bangers and exactly what I wanted in a Brockhampton release. Although the family tied up the questions and feuding with the, within the group, TM is just classic Brockhampton and left me with music to be happy about. 
Um, I'll give. I'm my, glad he liked this album. I'm glad he did too. I'll give my opinions because I think they're the most favorable toward the album, except for maybe right. Monty as well. Um, um, I thought this album was fine. It was kind of boring, and I didn't connect with it. But it wasn't bad, and I didn't skip the songs when they came on shuffle. That's what I can say about Brockhampton. I had them at number 23 on my list. All right. Very good. Uh, similarly, uh, actually not similarly, I really didn't like this album. Uh, I thought it felt vapid. It felt like it was workshopped uh, in mm. a studio, which I feel like for rap is is even more, is kind of, you know, it's sort of an- antithetical. Uh to to the genre uh it it just felt really bland really paint by numbers bland uh but i listened to all of it uh i ranked it as my bottom album so 25 uh let's go with uh let's go with nick so i think i may have ranked this highest out of everyone here um i actually have it as number 20 you did you Uh, did so while i want to be clear i do not like this album it actually grew on me. Um, the first third is still atrocious, and the song Listerine makes me cringe every time the chorus oh, comes a, on. That's a great song. <laughs> but around, <laughs> around like uh, Man on the Moon, it kind of wins me over, and I kind of like that section of the album, and then the last couple songs just straight off a cliff, and it loses me again. But uh, yeah, I softened on it, and I, I like it more than quite a few other albums in this list. Fair enough, Kyle. Uh, so this was number 21 on my list. Um, okay. I wow. thought it was pretty boring. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that that's literally all I thought about is like, try to stay awake. This is boring. This is dragging a little bit. Let's just get this over with and move hey, on Ma- to the next album. Monty, you're a fan of Brockhampton, right? I, I haven't heard, listened to his new stuff, but yeah, but like yeah, in general, but I'm in general. Yeah. I didn't mind him. I, I listened to him like to his old stuff a lot um but wow i'm now i'm curious because i i didn't make it that far on the list but uh because i was working i was working my way down the list um yeah but hmm interesting now we'll we'll have to we'll have to hear from you as a i know i'm I'm kind of yeah like i'm 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 kind of like since ben said or was it Ben or you said that he was just pumping out this album just to just close off a contract or exit yeah. a contract? That's really disappointing, actually, to hear. Yeah, well, so, like they yeah. so they released two albums this year. One's just a bitch fest about them having to end their contract, and the other one's this one. So, oh my gosh, Ooh. that's disappointing. You know, you know what, Monty? I love the word you just used, disappointing. And let's move on to number twenty-four. <laughs> It is an album. Hey, whoa, 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 hey. whoa, whoa! Hey, no, you. I'll give you. I'll give you the intro in just Excuse a second. Excuse you, Matt. This, this al- is okay. fine. Just- <laughs> I, I, I don't know I should be jumping in this time because I know this, this episode is-, is like Shea Butter is not participating. In no, this, this is this. This is fucking. This you is guys are going wool. at each other. Yeah. So okay, this next album is an album by a band called KFC Murder Chicks. And their album, KFCMC. Ben, tell us all about it. So, uh, just a heads up, Brockhampton had a composite score of 22.25. KFC Murder Chicks had a composite score of 20. Uh, and our average scores actually stayed pretty, uh, 
pretty consistent, so good on us for that. Uh, so, KFC Murder Chicks was was a real um, a real dark horse pick for me. Uh, it was it was out of my five I submitted. This was my number five. Um, my number twenty five. I should not like this album, no, but when totally I listen to it, I am brought back to the PlayStation One. Yep. I'm brought back to playing SmackDown 1 and 2. Yeah, you are. And listening to it through that, like, avenue, this music is really good. Because, like, (laughs) people don't really make, like, PlayStation 1 menu background music. I wonder why. It's intense. It's easy to listen to. The songs are varied. Sure. each of them have their own like weird unique hooks and and vibes to it uh i i wasn't quite sure what to like really describe the genre as but it's it's playstation one butt rock i i described every album in a single word and i put the the genre of this album as 2002 uh more like 1999 but yeah pretty damn close uh i just especially the first like two-thirds of this album once you get to my balls, it sort of falls off a little bit, which stops it from getting higher. Isn't that always but true? the first like three or four songs on the album, especially, are just like top tier. I didn't know I like liked and needed this until now, and the fact that I would back in the day just like listen to this diegetic music while I was playing games, it just really hit home for me. Uh, and so, with that said. Uh, Kyle, can I sprinkle? Can I sprinkle a little salt on that? Ben? I, I agree with you. Yeah, sure. I, 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 yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree lead. with you, and, and yeah, it does bring back a little men, uh, like memories of the video game era and stuff like that, like being a child in the '90s. But I have to say, it does kind of fall up, fall apart near the end. Like I, 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 I did finish it based on your suggestion to check it out. So I'm yeah. proud of you. I, I, I agree a hundred percent with Ben on what he. I, I appreciate says. you, Monty. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, all I, right. I I hear what both you and you and Ben are saying, um, and it made me upset. Um, I <laughs> this, this album pissed me off so much. Yes. I was. Yes. I I just mm-hmm. listened to Natalia Natalia Lafoquet, which is in the playlist order, and I was. I I'll talk about her later. She's fucking great. And I was like in like this like sultry, relaxed mood, and then some of the most god awful like two thousands new metal rap rock bullshit hit me for an hour straight, and I was just every song I was like, no, not more. I quit a game of League of Legends because I got so frustrated listening to the album, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not gonna finish. Fuck this, man. Are you a playing. true gamer? Would you consider yourself a true gamer? Yeah, because I was BMing my teammates. So I'm a true League of Legends player. <laughs> I was I was playing support. I was fulfilling my role. All right, be, please, please, for the love of all that is wrong and right in the world, I really hope you two back me up on this, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle, all right, please so, hate this album. Oh, I fucking hate this album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I put this at number twenty-four. Okay. There's one album that was definitely worse than this one Um, (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it's 
this album definitely annoyed me the most. It felt like I was in a cyber goth rave, and I hated yeah. every minute oh, of that's it. A, that's a good way of putting it, cyber goth. <laughs> cyber goths are cool. Are they? Yeah. They're, Jeff they're, Hardy's they're pretty, a cyber goth. They're pretty Is cringe, Jeff Hardy dude. still cool? No. Well, he was. He's crippled. If he wasn't drunk all the time, he'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Popular yeah, and cool on. aren't the same thing. Yeah, Let the on. man speak. Let the man speak. <laughs> it's... It wow, almost made my ears bleed because it, it was just so much happening at once and it just did not stop and it just went on and on and on. I was so you, annoyed. What did, you, what did you think, Nick? This is the one album. I listening to you rant, I felt so vindicated. I had to, I was I listened to this on on my way back from vacation and like the five whatever drive, five hour drive, and I only got two songs deep and I had to I had to stop. I had to Hell skip yeah. to the next band because I was getting too upset to drive. <laughs> you only listened to two songs? No, I went back. Oh, no, no. I went back and finished it. Right? Don't, don't oh, get me good. wrong. Believe me, I finished this album and I was crying at the end of it. But, <laughs> yeah, no, th- this is number 25 for me. It's I like the, the distance between 25 and 24 is massive this year. Wow. <laughs> I, I get the, I get the, the sense that Kyle is really, really upset. Like he can barely talk. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Kyle, Kyle's gonna get more upset soon. Well, yeah, uh, yes, and, yes, I am. And uh, and just a shout out, uh, KFC Murder Chicks. This album, KFC MC. Uh, the band does hail from Kentucky. Oh so, hell yeah, that um, makes so much sense. Yeah. Uh, so so I will Kentucky say, I will... producing great if... albums. If they uh, ever tour, I'll go see them live because I bet they're fucking awesome live. I, I, mean, I think it's I, actually one person. It, it's all one guy, but yeah. or person. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, thank you for your contribution. Even if no one else understands it, I do, and I think it's well worth a spot in the top albums of the year. And let's move on to number twenty-three on our list. It has a composite score of eighteen point seven five. And it is the band Ghost with the album Impura. Matt, you want to tell us a bit about it? Impura is the fifth studio album from the uh, stadium rock goth shock band Ghost. Uh, Ghost has made quite the evolution throughout the years. Um, They have gone from a very hyper satanic uh, kind of gothic hard rock metal adjacent band into kind of melding into a little bit of the big stadium performance rock before mate releasing an absolutely horrifically bad album in 2018 with one good song on it followed by an actual follow-up in 2022 that feels like it properly follows through with the promise of meloria which is a band trying to reach the largest pinnacle they can in early metal this is a band that i feel like is going to legitimately reach the top of the of the pile at one day they will be the next like touring alice cooper iron maiden type band um despite how much the metal community at at large has kind of turned their backs on them they're still really well regarded uh they've this album won multiple awards this year which is how it made it onto this list um, it was mentioned on metal sucks it, it was mentioned in the rolling stone list hey, metal sucks website Uh, It was mentioned by Rolling Stone and most of the other mainstream uh, metal slash hard rock review channels. Um, I personally 
um, went into this album expecting to hate it. Because I used to love Ghost. I loved Ghost's first three releases. I liked Meloria. It was good, not amazing. But I really liked Infersatium and uh, Opus Hieronymus. And prequels, like you I said earlier, was horrible. And it was the last time I pre-ordered an album. Um, but Imperia, when I went into this, I decided that I was going to divorce myself internally from Ghost's old sound. And just try to listen to this for what it is, which is a band trying to play stadium shows to as many people as possible while dressing like a demonic pope. And I can get behind a lot of that. And I can get behind them wanting to be successful and not be as like underground and pure, um, despite how much I prefer that sound. And, you know, this one grew on me. Um, it was a lot less annoying than some others. And it made it all the way up to my, 20, to my 18 spot. Um, it's like Kiss and Rush, but for the modern day. I agree with Matt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's Kiss or like the WWE of metal, I, yeah. I guess. Uh, yeah. it's, I, made, I, it's, yeah. made, it's successful. It was it was pretty uh, high on my or low, I guess. Mm. It was towards it was towards the not good end. Uh, on my list, I had it as like 19. Okay. Uh, but I thought it was fine. Uh, it didn't wow me, but I was like, you know, there's some beats in here. I don't mind. Uh, Kyle, do you have any stronger opinions? I thought it was more on the good side, in my opinion. Um, wow, I, holy shit. Oh, really? But, whoa. This is, this is the... Had it, I mean, Kyle had it at uh, 16. Yeah. This is the Literally. twist oh. of the episode. The twist of the episode. Never saw it coming. <laughs> because I put in the same lens as you, Matt, and in that respect, I'm like, okay, this is not bad. <laughs> um, it's and, a good time. Yeah, and it's definitely better than the last album, that's for sure. It, it, they try to pull back in the roots into Meliora. And, a little bit. And, yeah, and not enough Satan. Not enough oh. Satan, but it was more of like Satanic Toto, in my opinion. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like babies for Satan. Exactly. I will say one of my yeah. one of, I will say the the opening's great because Casarion sounds like the intro to like a '90s action adventure like 30 minute kids TV show, um, and then Spillways the the third song on the album is one of the better songs Ghost has released since Meloria. Uh, it actually has like a good vibe to it. It's fun to listen to. Good times. Yeah, I I disagree. <laughs> I, I, I rated this album pretty low. Uh, I had it at number twenty-two, and oh, sure wow. did. Uh, unlike you guys, honestly, I had a really, really hard time removing old ghost sound from the direction they're going. Um, and I just couldn't help but like the entire time I was listening to this because to your guys' points, they do pull from their roots more on this album than the previous one. The whole time I was listening to like those roots, I'm like, but I just want that old ghost so like this album to me is really just like taunting me for what used to be and so that's why i, I just, respect that yeah, yeah I, I respect that too couldn't rate it highly unfortunately yeah i think but, i think i've just like moved on from who they used to be and have like and now now i just want them to become like a band that sells out like massive venues i mean they already oh, do, for sure but. i know like that's like at this point i'm like fuck it like just go to the moon they had they headlined Go. the Peoria Civic Center. They sold out the Allstate, not yeah. the Allstate, the All United Center. I'm sorry. I well, think it's, it's not a bad. It, like for me, yeah. I was I I listened to Ghost and like Matt said, like they did kind of. There was a little teeter totter moment 
uh, in their albums. But this one, um, I discovered it because I, I wasn't up, staying up to date with them. I discovered it while I was working out. Mm-hmm. And this the, the music came out. I'm like, is this Ghost? Like, it sounds like them. But I wasn't sure until I checked my phone uh, what was playing because I said it on random. And yeah, I, I you know what? It's to me, I, I feel that this is a, a fun album. I wouldn't say it's their best work, but it's enjoyable. It's good, but not great. Like, yeah. that's, that's the way I would put it. Like, I could still, I could sit through it, I can listen to it, the entire album, uh, not get bored of it, but you know. It's just something new. Um, yeah, yeah. That's that's how I feel about it. So, yeah, it's it's um, it's like a bag of potato chips after you <laughs> ate a hearty steak, I guess. So. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah. I I will say the the only KFC murder chicks was the steak. By the way, just to clarify, uh, scoring wise, um, Kyle, Nick, and Matt. Uh, KFC Murder Chicks was at number 24 or 25 <laughs> for everyone, right? just to make that clear. Um, but let's move on to our number 22 album of the year. Matt, you want to take it? I, I do want to say one last thing. The yeah. only the only real bad thing about this Ghost release is that they, on this tour, they changed their set list and no longer closed their sets with Monstrous Clock. No. Which is oh. a fucking... Yeah, right. I knew you guys would be upset about that. Oh. Um, well, on a better note, and hopefully an album. Wait, wait, that wait, wait, wait. I... One, one second. Was that a oh. uh, community metal pick? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, community yeah, yeah. Okay. metal. As I said, yeah, that was from Rolling Stone. Metal sucks, and like it was all over the internet. Mm. Um, this next one is another pick from the metalverse. This is one of the albums of the year from Banger TV, a, a metal t- television or YouTube channel that all of us have followed for a long time. It was also featured on countless um, lists on AngryMetalGuy.com. This is Hath's All That Was Promised. Hath is a progressive black and death metal band. Um, They riff, they have a good time. They're from New Jersey and they sound like it. Um, I thought this album was decent. Um, Does anyone else rank it really high? Nope. It it got knocked off of my, (laughs) uh, what's it called? Top 10 list? Oh, they also sing about Dark Souls, which is awesome. Yes, they do. Um, I still like this album. Um, I put yeah. it at number 12. But it's like, what else is there to say? Uh, good riffs, good solos. They sing about Dark Souls. It's a fun time, in my opinion. They have some pretty sick album artwork. And yeah, I, I, will, I will reiterate, this one was one of the most... Uh, consistently enjoyed albums from across the internet this uh this year um we're kind of in the minority here with our opinions on this um because even on the uh like aggregated top list for angry metal guy which is one of the most pretentious album review sites on the internet hence it's my favorite um they had this at like number like four uh really very similar to our list uh you know puts it very high we don't have a single album in the top 25 uh actually we have one we we collectively have one album in their top 20 that's in our top 25 beautiful man yeah all right so, well, we're just so, a bunch of weirdos just to just to put some <laughs> some nice words on this band um uh, by the writers angry metal guy um the fittingly titled all that was promised is a harder sharper more deadly release with charred voices that belong only to half 
um, while uh, bestowing upon the record his album of the year. Um, one of the reviewers told us, Kenosis nearly got me arrested. There's a chorus in it so visceral and massive that it absolutely forced me to headbang. This happened while re-listening to it on the way home this week, and my unrestrained lurching caused me to lose my balance on the snow and bail spectacularly, which I think is a good review of this album if you want to give it a chance. That potential is in there. Um, that, this is not the album that made me do that, but an album we'll talk about later almost made me crash my car. Do you agree hey. with that sentiment, Nick? Uh, absolute, or whose sentiment? Angry Metal Guy or Matt? Angry Metal Guy. Absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> this album... So, I should like this album by most accounts, but it's like- something of, something about it I don't like. It just It's never vibed with me. Um, don't, don't get me wrong, there are like sections of it that I do like that are like undeniably catchy and good, but like when I look at the album as a whole, it's just not my kind of death metal. So I, I rated it pretty low at 21. That's eerily similar to my experience with this album, Nick. Oh my God. Uh, I ranked it at 18. So I liked it more than you. Uh, but I, I described it as I, I wanted it to like give it to me and it just wasn't, mm-hmm. wasn't doing it, you know? Um, it, like certain parts made me kind of sleepy and I zoned out certain bits were really good and I was waiting for it to kick into that higher gear and then it just didn't it feels sort of samey with the pacing um I thought it kind of lacked character yeah I think that's um, the perfect the perfect way to describe it is that like I kept tuning it out and not realizing I was tuning it out and getting distracted by other things it just didn't hold yeah. my interest mm. Yeah, so uh, the average uh, score for this was an 18. Uh, Conversely, the number 21 pick on our list. Uh, Monty, would you like to add anything for half? Uh, That's the one I just started. Um, I actually did like uh, the first two songs that that I listened to. Mind you, I was actually coming off of Zovi from that, so it was well, we'll definitely, get to we'll get it's there. definitely get there. there but, but what I've uh, what I've listened to on the album, the Million Violations, was really good, and Kenosis sounded pretty good. Um, but this is me coming off of Zovi, Zovi, sorry, and um, I just needed something refreshing, and it was a palate <laughs> cleanser. Fuck off, Monty. So. <laughs> Watch your words. <laughs> we're not there quite yet. Our next Damn pick right we're not. has an average score of 17 and a half. It is the second and final pick from Brennan. His album of the year. This is the Wonder Year seventh release. The hum goes on forever. Uh, for those who don't know, the Wonder Years is an American pop punk band from Pennsylvania. They formed all the way back in 2005. They, like Silverstein, are a band that Kyle and I, and probably Nick as well, have been in and around for years. They've performed at Warp Tours and in the pop punk scene in general. Um, and this is them in the modern day. Now, I will let the wonderful words of Brennan uh, lead us into this one before we all give our opinions here. Um, he says, uh, This band has become one of my favorites in recent years. My love of them stems from my love of pop punk combined with living in Philly for college, where they, where they have their roots. 
The Hum Goes On Forever is the most recent release. Musically, it's pretty classic Wonder Years pop punk with fun guitar riffs, catchy choruses, and layered instrumentals. I can agree with all that sentiment. Uh, thankfully, they returned back to their music roots after some experimentation on the album's sister cities. Lyrically, it addresses and, and references a lot of things said in previous albums, specifically the second song, Wyatt Song, addresses the second song, The Greatest Generation album. This album is one of my favorites of all time, and I could go on and on about it, but alas, I'm not reviewing that album. In The Greatest Generation, the lead singer Dan Soupy Campbell talks about dealing with his mid-twenties, feeling left behind, feeling lied to about what adulthood is really like, and like any good emo album, feeling alone. And passing through a screen door, he screams out, All the kids' names I've ever liked are a sign of tragedy. I don't want my children growing up to be anything like me. This most recent album came, came out nine years later, and Soompi now has nine kids. And in a live performance that I attended, he addressed the saying that he wrote these lines when he was in a very different place in life, and he will continue to sing them even if they don't ring true for him anymore. In The Hum Will Go On Forever, Wyatt's song is about his son. He directly references those lines by saying, Your name's the only one I like. There are many other references like this uh, to previous albums and storylines. In The Greatest Generation, the band demonstrated their ability to tie musical and lyrical themes together across one album to create a complete piece of art. In The Hum Goes On Forever, they demonstrate their ability to do this across multiple albums, showing that stories that they wrote are not finished. They continue to grow and change. When I saw the Wonder Years in early 2022, they announced that they were working on a new studio album that Soupy claimed will become your favorite Wonder Years album. He may have been right. Uh, a plus to Brennan on that. Well written, good structure. Yeah, very uh, nice. Excellent review. Um, yeah. I agreed with him, but I didn't like it. Um, mm. It felt very refreshing. I had this like pop of nostalgia that kind of rang through me from having listened to them when I was a kid. Um, but they came in at number 19 for me, and the word that they made me think of was warped, because they made me think of warped tour. Uh, to the other fellow pop-punk uh, baby in the room, Kyle, what did you think of this album? I liked it. It was, like you said, a nostalgia trip. I put this at number 15. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, it. I never actually sat down and listened to the Wonder Years album, like, front to back. It's usually, like, songs here and there when I'm in the car with Jerry. Um yeah. Because, you know, she's a pop punk girl and it's awesome. But anyways. <laughs> shout out to Jerry. Yeah, shout out, shout out to Jerry. She's awesome. But, yeah, no, it, it was a fun time. I enjoyed it. Um, it, it was The nostalgia factor was there. It brought me back to high school. It was fun. Warped oh, yeah. tour. Nick. Yeah, You're a I sad actually, boy. What do you think about this <laughs> sad boy music? I really like this album. Um, I rated it pretty highly at number 12. But I will say, like, my 16 to 12 range is really, like, tightly packed. So take that for what you will. But, yeah, it was definitely a throwback album that I really liked. Um, it was a good hit of nostalgia. Um, similar to, I forgot who said it. I think, Kyle, that you haven't listened to a Wonders Year album, like, front to back. I had the same experience. I really only heard, like, singles here and there. So that was interesting. Um, my biggest criticism of this album is the first song. And now that the song's mm. bad, just reading the album with that song kind of sets the tone for the album. And then going from that very heavy, emotional, slow-paced song into pop punk, I'm like, oh, yeah. that's not what I was expecting. Like that's It, it really uh, it threw me off, and I feel like it unbalances the album in terms of pacing. 
All right, Ben, what did you think of uh, The Wonder Years? Uh, I didn't like it very much. Um, this was towards the bottom of my list. Uh, unfortunately, both of Brennan's picks were my 24 and 25. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, I Maybe I just wasn't listening to this at the right time, but like the sound didn't capture me. Uh, and I, I look Ben. Based on your other picks on this list, you would have been the kid in high school making fun of the kids that like the Wonder Years because you listen to hardcore metal. Yeah, probably right. Uh, but yeah, I just just did not hook me at all. I just could not focus on it one bit. Um, Monty, did you get to listen to this? Yeah, I I've never heard of them. I did uh, pick a pick up a few tracks from that album and. Yeah, I, I like it. Uh, I'm I side with Kyle and Nick, I guess, because when going through high school, I was uh, entering my my punk phase, and I I used to listen to a lot of pop punk. Uh, I still do, um, but yeah, I I thought it was uh, a very good um, back to the memory kind of thing. Kind of feels for it. It's easy it's uh, definitely a very easy pill to swallow uh, yeah I, I thought it was pretty good so that's that's my take on it all right well we are five picks in and so far we have two brennan picks two picks from the metal community and one for myself because uh, some artists are not appreciated in their time number 20 <laughs> is also a pick from the music community at large. And Matt, I'm sure you'd love to talk about Natalia Lafourcade and her album De Todas Las Flores. Thank you for saying everything for me, Ben. Um, yeah, this album was picked because one of my favorite online music reviewers put it as his number one album. This was from Anthony Fantano, a.k.a. The Needle Drop. Um, despite me not liking a lot of the music he likes... Um, all the time he often recommends albums that I do eventually find really beautiful he's how I found clipping um, and several other albums throughout the years now this uh, artist um, is a Mexican pop rock and folk singer um, who made her debut all the way back in 2002 uh, and is one of the most successful singers in all of Latin America I mentioned this because I've never heard of her before to, before we listen to this. Um, her, her music and her singing is so well known. She's considered a prime example of Hispanic uh, lyric soprano singing. Um, and interestingly enough, uh, when reading about and listening to this album, uh, this is her first album of completely original material in seven years. So the last time she released a completely original album was back in 2015. Um, and it, Ben, to your credit, we we got more French on here because this was direct. This was produced by a French Mexican <laughs> artist named Ade Jodorowsky. I hope there's a relation to the director. Um, and what's really interesting, another interesting thing about this album is she described this as a musical diary, exploring themes of heartbreak, loss, and grief. Now, as I as I Matt listened to this album, I don't speak Spanish. And so I had no idea what I was listening to, like lyrically speaking. I listened to the album once through and it was fine. You know, I, I originally um, put it down at like 22, um, like to like the 21 region. Um, and I thought I was done with it. You know, I listened to it twice technically, once very like in the background, once with more attention. And I was like, that's fine. 
But then I was I was re-listening to um, Exorine and Hath so I could hate them properly. Um, and this album played after and I had my headphones in and I was like folding laundry and walking. And with like the volume all the way up, the music just like really honing in. I was in a nice, really chill, relaxed mood. This album utterly enchanted me. Um, Nat- Natalia's voice is such a captivatingly beautiful thing to listen to. The instrumentation and the production on this thing is so lushly done. Um, I think I hit on my roots because uh, another fun fact about this album is that it was almost exclusively recorded on analog tapes. Um, which makes me very happy and seems very um, uh, black metal. And this album, I think, is one of the most beautifully relaxing albums on our list. Um, It's a breath of fresh air. If you like um, folk music, if you like vocal music with like very minimalist guitar work, this is an album for you. Beautifully produced, beautifully sung. Um, I never understood or looked up the lyrics, but I could feel the deep emotion behind them. Um, And all that's to say that this album made it up to my number 12 pick. Um, The one word that came to me when I heard this was beautiful, because that's one of the only ways to describe uh, such a wonderful album. Um, I will now throw it to Ben. Um, I, I don't have a point of reference for this album. Me neither. I, I, I thought it was fine. It's it's no music that I ever listened to or ever have any interest in listening to. Oh. So I just I sort of threw up my hands with this one. I was I was like, what do I do here? You get uh, invested. I, you listen to it alone in bed. I did listen to it alone in bed. I thought it was fine. Uh, it didn't it didn't make me feel a strong way one way or another. I had it around twenty. Eh. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, I had it at the same point as as we have on the album uh, average ranking. So uh, didn't hate it. Uh, didn't didn't think much of it. Didn't didn't really know how to compare it to music from completely separate genres. Uh, I was I was the most blind uh, with with this album. Um, let's move on to uh, let let's talk Kyle. Ah, this album. Um, so it's. <laughs> I thought it was boring, to be quite honest. Um, it felt like I was listening to a video game soundtrack um, uh, in a beachside town. Wow, and, what the fuck? Yeah, like a, like you go into a beachside town in a video game, and that's the music that I heard. <laughs> and that was the whole album. Sweet and Kyle, is, is, Kyle, is that really why you say you don't like this album? No, so, no. <laughs> no, so... And it being in Spanish it reminds me of my hometown, and I have massive mixed feelings about that. And it, it's just you don't like yeah, it. Yeah, it, it really threw me for a loop. So and but her voice is great. I'm not going to lie about that. Yeah, it's fucking stunning. Yeah, it is very nice. And for reference, I put it at 19. All right, Nick. Uh, I had a very similar experience to Ben with this album. Um, I ranked it as number 16, and have been describing it as my true neutral album. Okay. Um, where I don't really have much to say. Uh, she has a nice voice, but 
Well, her fans it, aren't going to listen to this podcast. So it's yeah, fine. so it's fine. Whatever. But yeah, she had a nice voice, you know, but like the music in of itself, it didn't really capture my interest. But at the same time, she didn't do anything wrong by any means. There's nothing to actively dislike about the album. It yeah. just didn't really uh, click with me. Well, so. to you, she didn't do anything wrong. But to Kyle. Uh, yeah. Reminding him of a nice sunny beach. <laughs> ruining exists. his day. No, she reminds me of my hometown, and I have mixed feelings about that. That's the main, that's the big thing. That, well, that's, that is a, a yeah, that's from a podcast. very personal perspective, right, Kyle? So, yeah, I, I yeah. get it. I get it. I get it. Well, moving on to a band with an equally problematic hometown. Wait, wait. We have. <laughs> I want to put something into that. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't know if you got to it. I assumed you hadn't. <laughs> no, I, I, I've, uh, I, I listened to it. Um, oh, sweet. Okay. During my. Uh, when I was just doing some work um, after hours, but um, the best way I can put it is, I'm not sure. Maybe Matt, you will know. But mm-hmm. when I listen to this album, yes, same same feelings you got. It's uh, the rhythm, the pick of the guitars, her voice. It reminds yeah. me of neo noir films. Yes, um, specifically yes. Uh, one of my favorite directors. Wong Kar Wai, okay. and his style, and he uses this type of music in almost all his most recent movies. If you mm-hmm. go check out his movies, it's pretty good. Um, but yeah, it's like it's, it's kind of yeah, it's it, sultry. It's like it's, a, yeah, it's, it's like it's like yeah, it sounds like you're on an adventure somewhere. Yeah, and it's mysterious. Um, kind of like has that essence of curiosity like trying to yeah. understand where Ooh. it's coming from um yeah it's it's good uh sipping on a tea coffee or having yeah. enjoying a glass of wine like yeah you're um i think kyle i think kyle said it or it was a ben but it's a very it's a neutral very neutral sound that was nick yeah, yeah. Nick, I, I, it is yeah. it is neutral but i think it's like beautifully neutral Yes. I, yeah. I don't, I don't, to me, this one has elevated. I don't. I want to give this album its credit for those who are listening who don't necessarily like who don't listen to a ton of metal or who do enjoy like come folky singer songwriter stuff. This is just, just give it a shot. Give yeah, it an I, honest I shot yeah. with good headphones on, so you can actually hear the production being played. Ooh. And feel the bass if you can turn yeah. it up a little bit. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Well. Uh, up next in spot number twenty nineteen. Nineteen. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> My list says one through ten. Uh, Na- uh, Natalia Lafourcade uh, had a score of sixteen point seven five. Our next one narrowly slides narrowly. past her with an average score of sixteen and a half. And this wow. is an album uh, from the legendary the. Almost never, never problematic, but equally as interesting, Dark Throne. This is a Dark Thrones, man, I didn't even look, like 15th studio release. They have so many goddamn albums. A 20th. Jesus Christ. That's what I counted. Yeah. So this is their 20th studio release. This is Astral Fortress, which arguably, and uh, I'm, it's not a spoiler, uh, has one of the greatest album covers in the history of metal, it is Fenrir's, the one of the most legendary and prolific members of the black metal community. One of the members of the black circle who still stands strong behind 
what it means to make black metal ice skating on a frozen lake like a <laughs> fucking boss. Um, this album has some of the greatest song titles of the year, and I arguably the greatest song title of the year, The Impeccable Caverns of Satan, or if you're feeling feisty, The Sea Beneath the Seas of the Sea. Come the fuck, like, how do you not, like, <laughs> love that? Stalagmite necklace? Who the fuck knows? Caverns of Broken Ghosts? Yeah, sure, very black metal. Um, this is an album where Fenris and, um, and Nocturno wanted to take things back to the original black metal days, almost going back to the first wave, creating a very uh, simple and, and drawn-back sound compared to the, to the Dark Throne we've seen. Gone are some of the absolutely blistering intensity of later of earlier releases, and they're taken over by these these cavernous, cold, slow, heavy notes. Um, really beautifully sound tremolo picking. You can tell Fenris and Nocturno have been making metal for a very long time, um, and this is a nice classic album. Um, bringing it back again this was all over angry metal guy metal sucks and on reddit um, this is a pick from the outside very very well received uh, it did get a lot of shit for having Fenris ice skating on the cover of it um, also because he released it he released the promotional footage of himself standing in the woods going it's evil um, which I like but I don't think some people like Fenris taking the shit out of things a little bit and that's kind of why I liked it. This was such a good time. Uh, it narrowly made, didn't make it into my top 10 this year because of how much fun it was. Um, but in relation to everything on this list, it came in at number 16 at time of ranking. Uh, I listened to it a couple more times today, and I think it actually might jump up a little bit in my heart. Um, but I put it at 16, and I had a great fucking time listening to it, especially the impeccable caverns of Satan. Um, ben, as a as a, a gentleman who also reviewed a Dark Throne album this year, what did you think of their twentieth studio album? Uh, it was there. Uh, I listened to it. Uh, I I like this the least out of the four of us score wise. Okay. Uh, this was up in the twenties for me. I did not dislike it, but in a year where so many albums were going in so many different directions. Mm -hmm. I respected that they wanted a simple album, but it didn't grab me. Sure. Um, and I might eat those words later, uh, but I feel like it was a perfectly good album in a year with great and amazing albums. Yeah, I, I agree with that sentiment. Uh, what about Kyle? I had a fun time with this album. And I agree with Matt. Uh, Fenris taking the piss out of black metal was a nice touch. Um, and still keeping it true cult throughout the whole album. I like the little thrashy bits uh, yep. with the, throughout the album. Uh, my only one complaint is I thought uh, the vocals were just a little bit too arid. But besides that, it, it was a fun time. Um, I ranked this number 13. Nice. Nick? Yeah, I also had a really good time with this album. Um I have it ranked at 15, and when it first came out, I saw Dark Throne, and I was just like, whatever, Dark Throne album, moving on. Oh, it's um, called Astral Fortress. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I didn't give it a fair shake. Having listening to it, um, it's 
it's good, right? It's it's pretty simple black metal, very moody, but like everything kind of has this like artisanal touch to it, if you will. Mm-hmm. Like their experience, like Matt was saying, really shines through on this album. Um, I wouldn't have put this and did not put this in my top 10 because I don't think it really... I don't want to say did enough because that makes it sound like there was things missing, but it didn't... Similar theme to a lot of the other albums, it didn't really hook me in. It was just pretty, it was just good, simple black metal, and I can move on. All right. Well, I want to throw out before we move on from this one, if you like this album and you want some more like old school, almost first wavy, early second wave black metal, look up Baxica or Baxa, Axa, Axa, Axa. Uh, and they're 22. They're, you it's B A X A X A X A. And their album, Catacomb Cult. Um, it's similar to this, but like that much more old school. All right. And uh, Monty, did you get to this one? Uh, no, I didn't get to this one. I'll, 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 right. jump, I'll jump in when to the ones that I did get to. Sounds good. All right. We've <laughs> got one of my picks, both of Brennan's, and four of the last five picks have been from the metal community at large. You just want to keep um, me talking. Yeah, 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 so we have we have one left <laughs> in our top 25, uh, which means this is about to get a lot more personal. <clears throat> and it's going to get really personal <laughs> for Matt with this number 18 pick with a composite score of 16 and a quarter. Matt, what can you tell us about Zovies? And then she saw everything. And then she saw everything is the... It's hard to call which studio releases this is. Uh, Zovi's released uh, 12 other albums or releases on her band camp, their band camp. They are a theatrical industrial novelty techno group from the New York City area. They combined um, theatrical, industrial, and techno music with cyber grind and and other uh, hardcore screamo genres. Um, I felt deeply in love with this uh, with this project when I heard their 2021 album I Love My Plushies a lot, uh, which I've made everyone here listen to many times. Um, I love Zovi partially because it is genuinely slightly disturbing. Um, uh, They released this album with uh, Iggy Oddity, who is another uh, performer from New York City, I believe. Uh, this is an album about a bird named Bree and its adventure. Uh, there's high pitch sing-songy vocals. There is cyber grind. There is narrative. There is uh, just slightly discomforting singing. This is such a beautiful, lush, captivating album. Um, I know everyone's probably not going to like it besides me. Maybe Why are ben. you laughing, Matt? <laughs> because I know I know how what other people are going to say. Um, I, I think that might be part of why I like this album uh-huh. so much. I deeply enjoy outsider music. I love music that pushes the boundary of anything else I've ever heard before. And you don't have to always do that by sounding extreme. Or by sounding um, overwhelming, you can do it with a calm, consistent layer of discomfort. Um, and this album makes me smile. That's, every time I listen to it, 
the whole time it's playing. I'm, I'm grinning. I feel joyous. My entire top five was defined by albums that made me really happy. Um, as soon as I heard this album, it instantly flew up into my number five spot, knocking out two different albums uh, and just really making me question everything uh, in such a beautiful way. Uh, and, and in honor of the album, Bree! Well, um, all right. Who all right. hated it the most? <laughs> Probably Kyle. Bring it on, fucking birds! Caw caw! Uh, I love. It was that, Kyle. I also love Kyle birds. had this as his worst album. This is of my the number. Year. This is my number five. Fuck you, Kyle. You're wrong. Am I allowed to talk now? Yeah, go <laughs> ahead, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Hey, Kyle. So insulting. Kyle? I love this album. I will, I will connect to Kyle at the end after he gives his room. Wow, <laughs> I think wow, I'm on the same page as I don't think we can be friends anymore. <laughs> Matt, this album shows how tone deaf you are. I'm not tone deaf, Kyle. <laughs> wow. Damn, okay, Wait, I wasn't going to go that far. Let him have it. I, I, I had to pull out that card. This uh, you album like Born Ashore. is. Yeah, and they're good. But, anyways. <laughs> But anyways, <laughs> this album is not music. It's just trash. Go oh my song. god, thank you, Kyle. Thank you. Oh my god. Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. Let him go. Let him I... go. <laughs> it's music. Kyle, leave the stable. <laughs> um, Come on, lay it on. You know what? To add to <laughs> what Kyle just said, sorry, Kyle, but I got to join you on this. I felt like I was listening to a fucking audiobook. <laughs> that, was, that, that was part of it. Um... <laughs> The techno parts were just annoying. Her singing is atrocious. She's constantly flat, and it hurts my ears. My ears felt like they were physically bleeding throughout this whole thing, and it just Good. cringed the whole time. <laughs> Fuck you, Matt. I'm, I'm very happy how much pain this album caused you, Kyle. It's part of why it made it into my top five. Yeah, like, Nick, you. I, I, I oh, felt yeah, like it was like, I, I don't know, like... <laughs> <laughs> this album doesn't like you, and that's part of the purpose. Okay, this is the album that I listened to last night, and I still don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, <laughs> seriously? There's like, a bird, I, and she's trying to find her nest, no, and she's having but, a good time. Okay, what confused the shit out of me was, and yes, I'm cursing a lot, is because I don't know if I am listening to the music, or am I listening to a story? Now, if yes. it's a story, that's fine. It is what it is. But from <laughs> what I'm told, that this top 25 list is like music and should be appreciated as, in, as a musical <laughs> art art form. Wow. I, 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 the music just kind of like fell into the background. Like, I enjoy how the story is told. I get the atmosphere. I get where they're going with it. But the thing is that it's not bringing the music to the foreground. That That's that's how I'm judging this one. And, like, I, yeah, it, it was really, really tough for me to get through. And it, it was so audiobookish that I almost passed out listening to it. But I managed <laughs> to make it through. Just because of you, Matt, I managed to make it through yeah. it, and that's probably why I said Hath was a palate cleanser because my for my ears is because I don't know what 
what what the heck kind of journey did I go through in this one? But well, uh, Kyle, is there anything you'd like to add before we ask <laughs> Nick for his opinion? Fuck you, Matt. You have this as uh, 23 out of 25 Hey, making it up the list So I actually really struggled as to where to put this album on my list Because some of this album is so ungodly inapproachable (laughs) And just a crime against your ears While while the other... But actually, and honestly, I would actually argue the majority of the album, though, is this wonderfully, beautifully crafted story that builds this incredible world. Like, listening to it, I did genuinely feel like I was, like, in that fucking forest watching Brie sort her shit out. She was in between her seasons and ultimately just beyond everything, all for the sake of finding comfort. She just wanted to be comfortable. Brie! And, like... And, and they did an amazing job doing that and that's the problem like yeah and so i was like so at first i actually had this album kind of high and by kind of oh, high yeah, i mean in like the 14 13 range damn that would have been hot and and the more i thought about it i'm like i i kept asking myself do i actually want to listen to this again and the answer I kept coming to is no. <laughs> and, and, yes, yes. I, I have listened to this album counted fifteen times since it was released. Oh my god! Were you high? No, <laughs> you no, I, something, man? no, no. I genuinely enjoy this music because I feel like this album on here, like as a top twenty-five album, I feel like Matt put it on here as a joke. No, so I don't know how to take I it. I genu- I genuinely enjoy this, and everyone else's pain from listening to it makes me happy. So it just like it adds to it. But I, if I didn't have this podcast with all of you, and I still listen, and I still found this album, <laughs> I would a hundred percent still listen to it. Um, I would have put uh, I like plushies a lot at like my number two or three from last year. Um. It's borderline more disturbing and has a lot more uh, cyber grind on it. But what we see between their last release and this release is a true dedication to theatrical storytelling. And if there's one thing I love, it's storytelling. And this Mm -hmm. album uses music as a medium to tell a story. And to me, that's some of the best shit albums can ever do. Like, I'm a huge fan of concept albums that tell a narrative. It's why uh, Splendor and Misery by Clipping is my favorite hip-hop album ever released. Um, and this has to be probably my favorite, whatever the fuck this is ever released. So, um, (laughs) I had this as my number 12 album. Oh, I love you. Oh, a man of taste. I, I listened to the album. Um, and I will admit with Kyle, she's not the best singer in the world. Or they're not the best singer in the world. But she's singing. Fuck off. Um, (laughs) But, like... Some purpose. Isn't that sort of the point of the album? Mm -hmm. Is that, you know, Bree's off her game? She's in between seasons. She's in between seasons, yeah. She can't quite figure it out. So she ends up vibrating, like, through dimensions or some shit. Um, (laughs) She's just in a forest! Uh, and so it was just a really cute album, yeah, a really cute. inventive album, uh, nice callbacks in it. 
It was paced well. I wanted to know what was happening. I wanted to listen to it again. Damn right. Um, am I going to listen to it more than a second or maybe third time? Uh, not unless Matt forces it upon me. <laughs> and I will. <laughs> Next time but we get like, Ben on a road trip, I, we're listening but to every Zobie I feel Zobie like this release. is the type of music that should be lauded for just going yeah. so completely outside the box and generally speaking, doing everything pretty well. You know? This, this album sits I, I, in the I mean, same place in my heart that Gone Rage does. I, I mean, like, if you're not... Like, if you're not happy with the singing, that's fine, whatever. But I thought it was fine, and I feel like the soundscape was really well done, and mm-hmm. I feel like I, I I was hooked the whole time. Mm-hmm. And the uh, story's and, beautiful. And, and, that's, and that's more than I could say for several albums on this list. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if you ask me what a good album is... You know, it's one that keeps you invested the whole time. Uh, and you and keep Zovi... thinking about it afterwards. Yeah, and Zovi did that. So Thank you, I ben. had I had Zovi in my top half, and that also probably saved it from being right up there with uh, the KFC murder chicks. It was my number five as well, pulling it way up to the top. Yeah, you and me both, Matt. We we go where Shout out to no Zovi. Man... Of all the, of go. all the people on this on this playlist that I want to have a sit down interview with, Zovi's one of the top people on that list. Good, uh, it's a good audio book. And so outside of uh, <laughs> so outside of the difference in score between Brockhampton and uh, the KFC Murder Chicks, uh, the difference between Zovi and our number 17 is one of the biggest scoring differentials <laughs> of uh, one and a quarter points. We go from a composite average of 15 to a composite average of 13 and three quarters, uh, or, or, or from 16.25 to 15. My apologies. Uh, for number 17, Dead Body, The Requiem, Dead uh, this is an EP, the first EP uh, from a deathcore band, uh, Dead Body, out of Los Angeles. Uh, they're a bunch of guys who are in other bands around the area. Uh, one of them is in the band God's Hate, which is uh, helmed by Brody King, who's an AEW wrestler. Uh, and their main song from this album is now the new uh, trio's entrance theme for the House of Black in AEW. So that's when I first heard of them, and then I listened to their whole album. It's a quick one, 20 minutes. Uh, it's an EP, but I just had a lot of fun with it. It was really full. It was angry. Their album artwork's fucking great. Yeah. I really did not find a lot to dislike with this. Uh, and, you know, the, the first half of the album just flies by, and then the last half of the restaurant... Uh, uh, last half <laughs> of the... Uh, well, it's, it's, it's a buffet oh. of, 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 of music. A smorgasbjord. Uh, and then the last half of the album is essentially the last song, and that slows it down a bit, but it's still just as good. I had a lot of fun listening to this, uh, and I would like to hear your thoughts. Let's start with uh, who hated this the most. I like uh, this quite a lot. So I, I liked it. 
actually. I think yeah. I probably hated it the most. Uh, Nick had it ranked the lowest at 18. So Nick, oh. no, I, I had it at 23. Uh, oh, you did. Yeah, fuck you, Kyle. Talk about uh. dead body. <laughs> I like it more now. I thought an actual dead body is more exciting than this uh, EP. <laughs> Kyle, you're like, we're going to kill no, There's no women in this one. It's okay. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I just spat my milk out. <laughs> that was dry, but I love that. You're welcome. All right, so... So 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 what what, what are your qualms cool. with dead body Kyle? I, I, for Kyle. I, I I found it so boring. They literally did the same thing throughout the whole thing and just ends. I'm like, okay, there like nothing hooked me in, literally nothing. Hmm. Yeah, that, that that's basically it. I'm sorry, I, I had <laughs> nothing. Right. To, I had nothing to grasp on. <laughs> All dead right. body is much more exciting. Than that. <laughs> oh. All right, well uh, let's move on to Nick. Um, I, uh, I, I didn't like this album, but I liked it a lot more than Kyle did. I'll tell you that the first three songs are super heavy on the core of the deathcore genre. I I can't stand the first three songs, but at joy of torture down to the rest, I'm, I'm pretty into, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, it has enough death metal that I have something to kind of grab onto, something familiar to grab onto, and then they kind of they nicely kind of sprinkle in the core and integrate it. Which is honestly, some of the best that I've ever heard in deathcore, um, which admittedly isn't a lot. So, you know, um, but yeah, because I'm not a fan of the genre, it ended up being pretty low. But the last like two thirds of the album, it's, it's not bad. All right, Matt. I really like this album. Um, I love the kind of core deathcore, uh, very aggressive, poundy. Um, it had like a really beautiful rhythm for me. This this album was my dividing line between um, the albums that I enjoyed and respected, uh, and to the albums that I unabashedly liked. Um, mm. And this and this was like the, this was like my like I un I unabashedly liked this. It's a good time. I will always listen to the songs on this playlist when this album comes up. Um, I had it at number 14. Uh, it made me just want to like chug like chug my fists around and punch things. Um, it's got like that mid-tempo, old-school death metal vibe at times, but blended with some like really just brutally well-done hardcore. Uh, just a good old, good old time. And I also like the House of Black intro, which I didn't realize was the song that they used until I heard the song on here and was like, that sounds super familiar. And then I watched <laughs> AEW and I was like, wait a fucking second. Um, so yeah, good album. I think it's just a really good time. These guys would be incredible live. Uh, you kind of want to headbutt the world while you listen to it. And that's kind of all I need sometimes. So number 14. Yeah. And uh, so this album is the Requiem and in, in, this EP uh, and it's their first release yeah. So only uh, thing they've I, ever done. I'm I'm really excited to see what they do from here. Monty, what, um, did, what did you think of this yeah. one? I I was actually playing Doom Eternal when I was listening to yeah. this. Yeah, it's actually Ooh, that's a good really one. really. Um, I love listening to music sometimes playing FPS games, but yeah, it really went in with. It was really good. It, it got me in the mood, killing stuff. But um, I, I thought it was a fun album. Um, 
there's one song I want to shout out that I really liked was Wound Eternal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Surprisingly, it happened because I was playing the game. I wasn't watching the music list. I was just listening to music, playing the game. And then this this song in particular, this track, uh, I was like, whoa, what is this? And, and I like, all tabbed over to it, and I'm like, oh my god, what are the coincidences? I'm, li- I'm playing Doom Eternal, and yeah. I'm listening to Wound Ooh, Eternal, and I'm like, hey, this track is actually pretty good. So It was meant yeah. to be. Yeah, the universe was speaking to you. Yeah, it's, um, like, I, I I don't listen to Deathcore, but I have to say this one really was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, this, yeah, this falls firmly into the having a good time yeah. subcategory of albums this year. And then the way you put it, Matt, it's like, yeah, once you put this music on, you're just ready to blow through the entire level, like, killing everything, so it was was good. I liked it. Yeah, this was one of the angriest albums, I feel like, uh, this year, and that really... Especially on this playlist, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and and I love my angry music. Uh, You're welcome. (laughs) That's right. And there's another album that not just I liked, but Kyle liked. This next album is one of two from our submitted top fives that was actually shared amongst people. Uh, and this will also stand as one of the most uh, divisive albums of our list. Oh, no. Which makes it fitting that it's at 16. Uh, we go from a score of 15 to a 13.75 composite score. Kyle, how about you intro us on Exocrine, The Hybrid Sons. Oh, my God. Uh, French, <laughs> yeah, French, it's, tech death. it's tech death. It's, 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 like, it's like progressive tech death. That's yeah. all. We could just end the conversation there and move on. Like, Yep, next album. <laughs> nope. So, yeah, they're a progressive tech death band from France. Um, this is my Plop the Dick on the Table album of the year. Um, it opens up with some sweeping riffs into tech death chugs and i love every second of it yeah yep yeah Yeah, that's basically it i I, so like this was my barometer album where i listen to an album and then i go back to this and i'd be like which one do i like more and the majority of the time it was exocrine this was my number three of the year i really like this album i it's just uh, I, it doesn't hit like a truly memorable high, but Not it's super high quality, <laughs> like the whole way through. I think it's one of the most consistently like high, like quality albums. Uh, I love the deep vocals. Uh, I feel like the music stays varied. I love the shrill screams in the distance. I think it's really spooky. Um, I, I like. This is an album I'll always like. Like I would just listen to on repeat, uh, and it's not one where I'm like, "Oh my god, Exocrine!" But it's one where I'm like, I just didn't see anything else that when I listened back to back, they could stand up to this. I just really just liked it. Um, but wow. uh, yeah, uh, Nick, we've been so far pretty copacetic with each other so uh before matt tears this a new one i i'd, I'd like your thoughts on why you had exocrine why you and matt both had exocrine 
as number 24 of 25 on your list. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, that's mostly because uh, tech death is a garbage genre. What makes tech death a, a garbage death genre? Is a garbage genre. The majority of tech death <laughs> is. <laughs> you just don't I like do not, I do not associate with this man. <laughs> is typically one or two dudes masturbating on a guitar while we some guy. Power metal. Hold on. <laughs> while some guy grunts into a microphone. And someone on the drums is just fucking seeing how much of a sweat they can break. Yeah. Now, a lot of that opinion is based on the fact that I'm super fucking picky when it comes to my death metal. And I'm very particular about the death metal that I like. Um, and so when I first listen to this and they start out with your just bog fucking standard tech death intro of like Kyle oh said, sweeping God. riffs. And I'm just like... I already know what I'm in for, and I'm already upset. And then by the but end of the album... But they did it really well! No, no they, they didn't. didn't. <laughs> they really didn't. It's... Disagree. It's one of the most generic... Like, yeah. And I haven't listened to a lot of Tech Death albums, but the entire time, this felt like... If I had like an image of generic Tech Death in my mind, this is that album. They hit every single like trope you could find in Tech Death, but they didn't do anything with it. They just yeah. did the trope. And it was boring. And... I cannot not recommend this album enough. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I'm going to jump on that. So I have listened to an exceptionally large amount of tech death, of brutal death, of, of death in general. Uh, and one of my friends and friends of the podcast, the man who designed our logo, actually, uh, the Nameless Mist, one of my, my, my best friends from high school, Kevin, um, listens is the one who introduced me to this kind of genre of music. And so, you know, I, I enjoy... At times, bands like Obscura, Rings of Saturn, Fallujah, The Faceless, Beyond Creation, Gorod, Archspire, all of these wonderfully unique tech death bands, especially those that are progressive who took who take the expression progression and do something interesting. And then they continue to do interesting things throughout their albums, really pushing the boundaries of what uh, death metal and technical and progressive death metal can do. And then these guys took a shit on that. They have an album artwork that looks like they stole from a Fallujah album, and then the rest of it <laughs> is boring. I legitimately fell asleep driving, listening to this album, like trying to like, I turned, I kept turning it up and be like, I'm going to get into it. Um, no, I didn't. Um, this was the only album on, on the list outside of uh, KFC Murder Time, uh, Murder Chicks, that legitimately took took a took my will to finish i got through brockhampton with just fine i didn't necessarily mm. enjoy my experience but i was able to listen to it in one go and not have to like think about turning it off i legitimately thought about turning this off by about song three because song one hybrid sons it you know tech like nick said it's a tech death intro right they just do the tech death thing and i was like cool hopefully these guys do some blood incantation shit and really blow my mind with some like progressive, innovative, or extremely heavy and intense uh, yes. music. Yes. And it just never did that. It just did the same thing for the whole time. And when we have death metal albums like Autonesis, which has like one boring intro track and then a bunch of great innovative songs, that's what I want out of my progressive death metal. 
Um, this album was uh, like, see, I, especially see, in the face of so Oasis many progressive and Exocrine, I went song by song on, and, and I thought this one was better. Well, I, I, I wonder who's gonna win the collaborative worst taste of the year. Um, nice. Kyle picked it too. You prick. Yeah, no, Kyle also sucks, but you like Matt. You like Zovi. Shut up. Yeah, I like I like. Hey, art. Kyle, shut up. Zovi was a good Zobie, album. Yeah, Zovi's bitch. better than this album. Yeah, Zovi is Hard way disagree. better than this. Hard disagree. <laughs> this no, is it's like not even close. This is so to fucking me, boring. To, to, if it came down to like pure, like interesting and like engaging material, at least Zovi could make you angry. This mm-hmm. album makes me feel nothing, um, which is the only reason it's a it's a one vote above kfc murder chicks is because at least they play their guitar good um and that's it and i i was infuriated by this album um i think there are some really really incredible um progressive death metal bands out there doing some really innovative and cool stuff with the genre and i'm just like sad that more none of them ended up on this playlist and we got this instead you're welcome. Well, I feel like I've been scolded by my mother. Good. Um, well, we're going to move on because uh, we have no other choice. Uh, and we're going to uh, we're, we're going to look at our first tie. Oh, oh, OK. Oh, shit. Of the list. Uh, but this one sort of sorts itself out. Uh, we have a tie with our 15 and 14 spots. But they're both Kyle's picks. Oh, uh, so <laughs> oh, interesting. I just put the 15th pick as the one that Kyle ranked below the one which would be at number 14. Sure. Uh, because, uh, yeah. So, uh, Kyle, mm-hmm. number 15 pick is Vermilia's Ruska. How so, about you tell us about it? Yeah, so Vermilia is a one-woman project from Finland. Uh, she makes some atmospheric pagan black metal. Uh, this is her, I believe, her second studio album. Just double checking. Yep, second. Um, yeah, I like this album quite a bit. I uh, put her at number five. <clears throat> it. I feel like Kyle's still, yeah. Kyle's still fucking shaking up from the last I, one. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle, uh, all right, Kyle, tag me in. Go no, back, they're go not back. actually gonna hurt okay. you. All right, all right. So I really like this album. Shout out to Kyle for putting this on the list. Uh, this album uh, reminded me a lot of the early uh, like met- black metal adjacent stuff I used to listen to. Uh, it has vibes similar to um, Arcona and um, in Vermilia's vocal performance or what? What we? Yeah, she goes by Vermilia. Um, Vermilia's vocal performance I think is really enchanting. She's got a great kind of like. Like holdery kind of like gastrous vibe. Um, there are moments on this album where I thought I was listening to a mellow death album because it was just having such a good time. Um, it's got these really kind of like uplifting, fun, spooky vibes. Um, they have this kind of children of Bodom, uh, like symphonic power metal, uh, atmospheric vibes. Actually, the the album, the band that it most uh, frequently made me think of uh, just fucking flew out of my mind like Mirka? a bird looking for its nest. Um, Mirka? 
Not no, not Mirkure. The okay. band it was the it was the two piece poetry band where the lady almost killed herself on stage. Um, it'll come to me later. Uh, but this is a yeah, this is a really great, interesting release. It's dynamic. It is is calm and relaxing. It really kind of fills you up. It's reminiscent of bands like Sour or Sower, um, like Holder, Early Olver, um, Mirkure at times. Um, it has similar atmosphere qualities to uh, Agaloc, where it actually kind of has this um, nice, very full drum sound um, while still feeling like slow and atmospheric, which I think very few bands pull off. I think it's still the thing that um, allows albums like uh, like Pale Folklore and The Mantle um, from Agaloc to stand above the rest of the genre because they're man they managed to capture a really like full sound with really beautiful uh, vocals. Um, I still think some of my favorite moments on this entire album are songs like Maras, Maras, I don't think I'm saying that right, it's the second track, um, where you have the layered clean vocals um, over the layered and harsh vocals, um, which to me create this like, really beautiful nostalgic sound. I don't know, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head exactly what I was nostalgic for listening to this, but I had this like very like, I was like uplifted by this because of what it made me think about when, from the music I listened to when I was younger. Um, I threw this all the way up at 13, just above uh, Dead Body and just below Natalia Lafourcade, um, primarily because it it was so nostalgic that I felt like it didn't surprise me or it didn't do enough to really push its way up higher in my list but if i had to listen to this earlier in the year um with like the attention i gave it for this it would have easily made it into my top 10 and with a few more listens might have made it higher um especially given my like deep love of bands like agaloc um nick what did you think of uh vermilia i really really like this album and honestly i, I went Kyle, we do like you uh, I, <laughs> I actually went back through uh, the way I ranked these 25 albums earlier today, and I actually regret where I put her. I, I definitely would have ranked her higher um, in hindsight. But with that being said, I echo basically everything you just said. Um, the only additional thing I'd throw in is that uh, they, she reminds me, specifically the instrumentation reminds me a lot of Eldramar and that specific type of like Atmo, black, yeah. post-black, uh, folky sound. Um, and I also loved, to your point as well, again, Matt, when she layered her vocals. Yeah. She oh. did, if she you're out the there, vocals. If, if you if you know what other metal song sounds like Maras, um, but at two like three minutes into that song, please send it to me, because it's like Nightwish but with black metal. Can I add a couple things as well? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Kyle. she. Now that, now that you're unbroken inside. Yeah, I'm, I'm now unbroken inside. Thank you. Um, so has been healed. It, yes. Oh. Um, she builds the atmosphere within the album. Great. Um, it actually makes you feel like you're in the forest of Finland watching a pagan ritual. Yeah. And, yeah, and the way she makes her vocals, the best way to describe it is like a siren song. It draws you in. So yeah, it really yeah. does. That's it. Draconian. Uh. Ooh. Oh, yes. there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of sounds like Draconian, but with Agaloc black metal. Uh, ben, what did you think of Vermilia? I didn't think much. 
Um, I'll, I'll be quick about this. I, I thought I had some good songs, and, uh, and I like what they did for bits of it. Uh, I sort of felt like the album had a sense of grandeur. I was like, I don't, I don't know if this really feels earned or not. Just didn't resonate with me much. Uh, so I had a, I had it pretty low on my top twenty-five. Where'd you have it? How wrong were you? At number twenty-one. Oh wow! Okay. Wow. Yeah. There's there's an album so. that this is above in regards to the other black metal albums that I think is going to be surprising. Mm. I'm, exci- I'm excited. Interesting. Interesting. Well, uh, we can move on then, and we can move <laughs> on to number fourteen. Which uh, score-wise was tied with Vermilia, Kyle. This is also yours, so I would like you to tell us about Horn with the album Verzit. I'm actually surprised about that. Uh, so yeah, you fucking wait, motherfucker. <laughs> anyway, Kyle, <laughs> tell us about Horn. <laughs> Damn, bro. chill. Jesus Christ. We like Kyle right now. Come on. Yeah. yeah so he picked a decent Horn album. I like this Horn album a lot. Yeah, that's decent. Yeah. Um, it's number two. Um, so Horn, he's a single man pagan black metal band from Germany. Uh, this is his one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ninth release. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, this guy's just plugging away. Uh, so I, this album, it's it has almost everything that you want from a, like a German band. Uh, it has like folky moments. It has great vocals, very versatile. Has some German dungeon synths n- near the end of the album. Uh, it every song is different, pacing and every song is different. It keeps you engaged, and that's what I really like about this album. Yeah, I, I liked on like songs like Offerstand. Um, it has almost this like Finnish polk, like like Finnish punk vibe to it. Like it's reminiscent of bands like Him, where there's kind of this like gothic skater punk mixed in and then it transitions pretty fully into this kind of like slow pagan black metal sound um i do i i, I almost wish i had not heard uh momongong their uh, 2020 release which i believe was on my top 10 or at least in my top 15 of that year um because this album was good but not as good as that one which knocked it a bit lower on my list um because it felt a little slow at times, but it is of all the black metal on this uh, on this list, probably the second most fun black metal album. Um, it's just like dancey folk music, both black metal instead of like the traditional like deathy folk sound. Um, so I, I can I, imagine doing like a kick pit, like where everyone's like linked arms and like oh yeah kicking into the middle for this, like especially during songs like a hill to die on and protector like is this a good time i mean this made it to 17 um just below my like i'll listen to this every day of the week album and that's almost exclusively because i like their uh previous release a little bit more yeah, that's this was uh so we can end it on a better note with nick this was i ranked this 23 out of 25 uh i i yeah, i didn't dude. like this album I didn't like um, right I, this. it didn't uh, I, I just didn't get the album, I okay. guess. Um, I, I didn't think it was, like, super atmospheric. It was, like, kind of folky. But it, it, to me, it just felt like it was doing a bunch of different shit. I thought the voices were kind of silly. 
Um, uh, I, I just, it resonated, it just did not resonate with me at all. I, it felt unfocused and not worth my time. Uh, I listened through all of it, and I had that opinion the whole time through. So, Nick, explain to me how I am wrong. Yes, given the exact opposite opinion, I found this album a bop and a half, and it wound up uh, number 10 for me on this list. Ooh. This is a really, really fun folk album. And to, or I'm sorry, uh, black metal folk album. And to Kyle's point that every song sounds different, it does. And I don't think, I, I strongly disagree with the band when he's like, oh, there's too much going on. To me, I didn't I, say there was too much going on, to clarify. I yes. said that there was a bunch of different, disparate shit going sure. on. And I interpreted that, or took that more as the album being dynamic and keeping my interest throughout the entire time while still kind of maintaining the base level of like black folk and then sprinkling in other stuff as well to keep it interesting i really really like this album it's a lot of fun yeah i agree with pretty much everything that everyone said except ben all right well <laughs> fair enough there's, there's, ben was there's right a trend there, there's a trend i'm noticing here the, um, that we have good taste yes well, you know, uh, <laughs> I tell you what's good taste is our number thirteen oh, I, fuck, album. Let's go, Ben. I'm, I'm with you. The arm, our number our arm and arm on this one album uh, of the year is my fourth album that's made it on this list. Let's go, Ben. Uh, so it does not necessarily bode well for me moving forward, uh, but it means next step next week I'm gonna have a really easy listening episode here. Uh, number 13 is Backwash yeah! with the album His Happiness Shall Come First, even though we are suffering. Uh, it's like a horrorcore rap album. Um, it's, it's, I listed it as, as a Canadian album, uh, but the artist, uh, they're from Zambia originally. Uh, and this is the conclusion to a three-album arc uh, by the artist. Uh, and it's uh, you'd probably be able to describe it in a way better than me, Matt. But it, it, the, the three-album arc is basically the uh, backwash the artist coming to terms with, with trauma they've had growing up and them finding their identity. Uh, and this album in particular is about not just their childhood but like their pre-childhood uh and in sort of the world that they were born into um and i think that that really comes through uh with their music this was my number two album of the year uh i thought this was just from the start it was a real tour de force uh the the pacing the sound the lyrics i i followed for every single song and they were powerful not a single wasted word um i one of the songs in particular uh infwiti nfwiti is just about a perfect song uh i mean it runs the gamut it's it's genuinely you know a real tour de force album uh, in my opinion, what what Matt, you and Nick saw in gold is what I see in backwash. Wow. Well, I was gonna, I was actually gonna say I see this album very similar to what I see in gold. Um, it is a very genuine and brutally honest release. 
Um, it's what attracted me to Backwash in the first place. Um, I really started enjoying their music with I Lie Here Buried with My Rings and My Dresses. Um, yeah, the which 2021 was the, release or last yeah, year. Yeah, that was the second album. And I think that this improves on that yes. one. What I, what I, yeah, what every I, single metric. This, this is, this is the, um, personified, like the, the perfect version of Backwash. Um, yeah. what we saw in I Lie Here with My Ring, uh, why here with my rings and my dresses was really cool it was really innovative but it kind of flowed between what it could be and what it couldn't be um and this one really solidified its sound um backwash i think is incredibly um easy to identify for how amazing the production of of their albums are yeah Um, they started as a producer um like ripping tapes and burning cds and doing um production work in her in their little hometown where they were in canada um providing a lot of like interesting and uh really unique sounds which leads to the dramatic uh, and beautifully used set of collaborators across the album a lot of i sometimes really dislike in the hip-hop genre how much time is spent with collaborators not highlighting the artist and even when backwash wasn't the one leading the vocal performance here um the production and soundscape is almost completely theirs um yeah it has a vibe similar to what is captured in some of the harsher heavier songs by clipping um but serves as a really good example of like modern horror core uh, mixed with like rap metal and that kind of trap hardcore uh layering uh such a good release ben i'm so glad you put this on this list this is my number 10 of the year on this main list and probably would come in at number 11 or 12 on my personal list for the entire year to, yeah to this add is, to like I, matt like i have to say yeah this is this is a really good album um i've never heard of her before but yeah, when i caustic, when i heard but, it it's really it, it caught me off guard um i know i don't have a, a long long list but i kind of formed my own my own top five album and this is definitely uh from the list that you guys provided me yeah this is definitely one of the top fives i don't know i don't know where to put it um but it's it's one of the ones i really enjoyed and i'm and to I your thought point, you Matt, were gonna hate this monster. No, no, no! I love this yeah. this album. Wow! Um, I'm pleasant. I'm really pleasantly. I genuinely thought <clears throat> you were gonna hate this album. Oh no, no! I, 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 I actually had to look her up, and and she did an interview, and you know what? You're right. She does. Aside from the political stuff, the society stuff that she talks raps about, she also mixes in some element of horror movies. That is what really uh, kind of like inspired her to her sound um yeah, yeah no really i like i, you I like, really yeah. like their song but it's, spells monty and, oh, and, nice. and, and like to clarify too it's not it's not a horror album no it's not there's a genre called horrorcore no i yeah. i know but but what i find impressive about it is that backwash takes like the horror theming and then transforms it mm-hmm. yes. you know and, yes and yeah. i just I find it so moving and so amazing. Uh, And I feel like, and we'll talk about it uh, uh, later on in the list, but I think Backwash succeeds majorly where another album yet to be named, I think, fails a lot. Because you hate women. Um, Now, (laughs) Nick and Kyle, 
you guys had backwash at about 19 or 20 on the list. Mm-hmm. I, I I'll start with uh, I'll start with Nick. Uh, what didn't resonate with you about the album? Yeah, this this album was another issue of genre, um, particularly the first bit of the album, which is actually I kind of had an issue with a lot of albums on this list, like the first bit. Um, I really, really vibed with, you know, the, the story and the message of the album. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. I thought it was a super powerful message. Um, but the actual music itself, I didn't vibe with. Um, Mm. it's, I, it's one of those things where I can't say that it's bad, really, because okay. it's just an issue of genre where it's like mm-hmm. I don't I don't have enough of this type of music under my belt to truly critique the music. Sure. Um, mm. My ears yeah, just don't it's, like it. it's definitely so, an acquired taste for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like and, if you like you know, like and, and we're sorry to cut you off, Monty. Um, no, no, no. Go ahead. But you know, the album that we're gonna be talking about later. I, I think that the the tones of the albums in terms of like the topics they're trying to tackle are very similar, but the album that we're going to be talking about later from just a music perspective and like the kind of music I personally enjoy, that medium was far more palatable to me than the medium used here. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, now, Kyle, tell me what you didn't like about her album. I didn't like her flow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought... The lyrics are great. This the samples she chose were great, and how they were put together was great. But her flow threw everything off for me, and that's why wow. I rated it so low. So it wasn't her music; it was her. The way she raps. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I understand that horrorcore has always had this kind of really shouty, intense cadence that just goes over to blah blah blah. It's very like ICP like, and like the whole like horrorcore genre not the whole horrorcore genre but a big portion of the horrorcore genre is very um lends itself very much to icp and the kind of detroit rap scene um and that's why okay sorry to to jump in and one of the songs i did hear a bit of like old school eminem yeah oh like like, yeah go ahead I was gonna say backwash is like an artist who's like wears their influences on their sleeve almost just because of how much time they've spent producing and making music that they're like so integrated into those influences that when those little moments pop up, they're like little gifts. Yeah. And to kind of talk about her cadence again, it's her, the way that she delivers her vocals is in that real old school Detroit style. And I mm-hmm. think that might be the disconnect for Kyle. Cause I don't think Kyle, you've really listened to that much of music from that era. Just Eminem. That's basically it. Yeah. yeah. I've listened yeah. to every ICP album like four times. So get, get with it, Kyle. Yeah. I will no, break out the Fago after like this. All right. I have Fago downstairs. I mean, okay. Fago's well, good. We'll go watch clips of Mike Awesome powerbombing them off a bus. Let's go. <laughs> While drinking Fago? Yeah. That's hey, right. Fago bottles. Um, and where... It, so I this is I actually... I don't want to diminish how good this album is by ending the conversation talking yeah. about Fago. Uh, ICP. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah no, cool I... Seriously, listen to this. I, it, yeah, you, I feel like you really should... Uh, Contrary to Kyle and Nick, I I thought the lyrics were I, I thought the, the the vocals were what really puts this album over. Me too. It feels genuinely just 
angry well, and pissed off, but like in a valid way. Not like it's yeah, just well, bitchy. I, I want to be clear. I, um, it's not her. It's not her vocals. Like I actually quite like her delivery and the way that she delivers the music. It's just or delivers the lyrics. It's just everything surrounding it that I dislike. If that makes sense. Like the yes. the tools oh. she used, like the sounds that she makes. I suppose. Oh, that's beyond me. Oh, so uh, we're but I'll the take your word for it. I understand. <laughs> I understand what you mean, but that's what draws me in. <laughs> kind of yeah, like Zo- like Zovi's vocals. <laughs> so, uh, Nick, I, I bet you're feeling pretty good right now. Are, are we uh, about so to far, talk about an album of mine? <laughs> so far, we have had we've gone through four of the five albums by the metal community at large, both of Brennan's, four out of my five, uh, and <laughs> three of Kyle's, uh, as well as one of Matt's. Uh, I feel like it's time Nick takes some shots. Uh, but great spot on the list. But yeah, he's in a great spot because all of his albums are in the top half of our albums of the year. And we are going to start out, uh, Backwash had a 12.75, uh, overall score, uh, and the average composite score of 12.25 goes to our number 12 pick on the albums of the year, Zeal and Ardor with their self-titled album. Nick, you love this album, and I want you to tell us why. I do love this album. So Zeal and Ardor started as a one-man project in Switzerland, and he quickly assembled a band to produce uh, music, uh, the music that he wanted to produce. This is their third release, and while they started as very much as of a concept band, combining Southern spirituals with black metal, over the course of their albums, they have definitely evolved that sound. And this album, I think, is, in terms of raw quality, rivals their first album in a way that their second yeah. album I don't think did. Um, but this album really shows them kind of spreading their wings and uh, expanding their sound. So they still have that kind of signature zeal and ardor sound at the base of all of their music, that black metal with kind of like a sprinkling of... Uh, levity isn't the right word, but I guess spirituality um, from the yeah. same spirituals um, that carries out through the whole album. But there's songs that are just super heavy and crushing, like the song with the German name that I'm not going to try to pronounce, um, to a moody, like, uh, Western, like, standoff with um, their song. Uh, it's uh it's I like how he I, I think I know what you're talking about. It's, oh Golden Wire, there it is. Yeah, sorry. How, how, so yeah. He he, he kinda of puts it in he, he says that his music is considered slave music mixed with black metal music. Yeah, yeah, I think the concept of it is that was the con- if, yeah. is that, is if the is if slaves if if their music was Yes, and, right. and that was yeah. their first album, very much. And yeah, the devil is kind of strange. Yeah, but this album, not really. This album is really just satanic black metal with a bunch of other influences thrown in. I have to say this album is my number one on my top five. Wow. Hell yeah, I, I, wow. I, I'm glad you guys, like expose me like found this like helped me discover this music because i really love this type of music i got i love the the kind of like the southern blues ish mixed wind 
with the, the, the proper timing of the black metal heavy hit at the end, in, into their mix of the music. And yeah, like, I, I like, uh, I like the German song that they have. Uh, I like Dead to the Holy. Um, that really caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting something so awesome. Um, but yeah, no, I have to say, like, discovering new music, like, this one really, really, like, hit the nail for me. Like, I, I, I really like this album. And it got me really, like, I went off track and I started to listen to their other stuff that they did, like, their older albums. And yeah, no, this one had a really big impact on me. I, I don't know why the, the sound the, of this, this whole album, like, really triggered something in me and i really want to thank you guys for putting this on there and introducing it so, oh yeah uh, all right well uh kyle i believe you also like this album yeah i did um it was fairly middle of the road for me i put this at number 14 um there's not much i can say about it uh in regards that it's just a solid album uh they did their thing and uh just kind of progressed from their previous work that's basically what i got out of it all right um matt i know you have a lot to say about this album i'd like to go first because i feel like you'll be able to say what i'm going to say more eloquently maybe yeah uh i feel like backwash and zeal and ardor are both very cinematic sounding albums Mm. um zeal and ardor i love the production of it it feels big budget not in terms of it's a popular band, but in terms of it, like it, 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 it feels big, you know, just whatever the theoretical version of big is. And, and I listen to the album and I like it, but I kept waiting to like really feel it. And, and I just never felt it. And I, feel like something that might have shed some light on it for me is um if you look online i was looking up the the lyrics uh for the songs to look at in tandem while listening Mm. and it includes notes from zeal and ardor talking about their inspirations for each song and the 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 idea behind the songs you know with themes of slavery they're very heavy themes but when i look at the cliff's notes from the artist they're all about oh hey so here's how we did the instrumentation here and this is how the music works here and this is why we wanted to do this song because I did this guitar riff a few years ago and I've been waiting to use it. And there's nothing about the actual content of what they're trying to actually express through the album. And so for me, it's a very good album uh, musically, but lyrically it feels vapid and... I feel like when there's another album on the list, Backwash, which I feel like accomplishes all of that in one package, I sort of feel like it eats Zeal and Arter's lunch. Mm. Uh, my opinion only. Uh, Matt, uh, what, what's your take well, on I Zeal and Arter? Ha- I had this at 22. 
Uh, this album felt lost to me. Yeah, um, I had it at uh, nine, so it was still in my top ten. Yeah, this is far out of my top ten. Um, I like Zealand Arter quite a lot. Um, I really love their first two albums. Second album was a bit washy, but still very, very good. Um, they're incredible live. One of the coolest live shows I've been to, given um, the lead singer's reaction to the crowd and how sold out the show was. But this album just... it. I know he's like changing the sound and trying to evolve the band, but it feels like he's going to need two more albums or at least another album before that feels like it's going anywhere. This album was kind of like a blue balls album where mm. kind of like, like half was at least trying to be something. And, and it felt like Zealand really was trying to do more, but they just never really got it for me it was like i felt like the whole album i was waiting for something to happen kind of like exocrine but at least what they were doing was good at the same time um which is why it's better than exocrine uh i i i I might with retrospect put this like closer to like up to like 20 maybe um but really it's just i don't know i I kind of felt nothing when i listened to it it didn't make me sad it's just like oh I guess this yeah, is what Zeal and Arter sounds like now. That and then was, I moved that on. was really my thing is I'm like, they're, they're using these heavy themes and yet instead I'm like, whoa, this would be a great soundtrack for a movie. And like, I don't think this, this I, reminds me of ghost transitioning to like their stadium rock sound, mm. despite this getting, I think less approachable than his previous work to some degree. Um, I, yeah, I just got I got a whole lot of nothing out of this one. It just guess, and, yeah, and it made and it made me disappointed because I love Zeal and Arter like they're really good, um, and this album just did absolutely nothing for me. Well, it's my first time listening to him, so I guess this. Album uh, I I no, think you're not. I, you're <laughs> no, I I, Monty, I think you loving this, and I think other people loving it makes a hundred percent of sense i yeah. can't understand it's, a, it's still why a anyone, really good album i don't yeah. understand why anyone would like exocrine or kfc murder checks i man why you gotta throw these straight <laughs> i i i can, under, I can understand fuck? why people like brockhampton it's just not a genre music i like i can understand why people would like the zealand arter album but for me it just kind of serves as this like like limp attempt it's like a wet noodle of an album for it's, me it's, i think and i, I know wanted what you mean. i wanted it's, some al dente it's it's kind of like you know it depends how you watch for example uh, a guy ritchie movie right sure like, yes it, it depends on where you start like with this guy is a ritchie, real charnel house movie album yeah I, like i i started <laughs> with um i started with snatch and then yeah. people would say no uh what's the what's the first one the shotgun um Oh, uh, Lock, Shock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Yeah, it was better than Snatch, and I said, nah, I, I was exposed to Snatch first. Yeah, so. you see, you heard it in the wrong order. All I, I went in that order, and yeah, but you know, I, 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 I have to give the other two album a full, full like mm-hmm. attention to. So maybe I will probably agree with you on that. But at what? this time, because this is the first album I listened to of them, and I really enjoyed it, so that's probably why I liked it. But yeah, hey, who mean, knows? And, like, and Nick and Kyle both threw this up like near their yeah. top five. Like it yeah. makes I mean, sense. According to Spotify, this is the album I listened to the most this year. So 
Nice. Yeah, I, I guess I mean, like for people who good. haven't listened to them, I think this. Is, if you did start on this one, you probably understand where I'm coming from. But yeah, yeah. oh yeah. If yeah. this is your first Zealand Arder album, it's gonna yeah. make it really easy to go back and love their whole discography. True. It's similar, true. very similar to Ghost, where if you start with the album that was released this year, it's a great time. Yes. Um, yeah. And I and I completely understand why both artists did what they did. It's just for me. It's just like it's not even like an old man shakes a stick thing. It's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, let's, let's, okay. Let's let's move on. Like I'll go. To, like if they if they come to Chicago, I'm going to the show. Like yeah. There's that's not I'm not I'm missing that. But I'm not gonna be like I'm gonna buy a long sleeve T-shirt of this album art. Well, uh, we're going to move on to our number 11 pick which will be our final of this episode but bring uh, the matt, energy matt i would just like you to know that as you are the person who introduced me to music my opinions also incidentally reflect on you God, uh, i feel so much regret <laughs> and on that note we are going to take a look at our number 11 album of the year it has a composite score of 12 Ugh. Our number 11 is Lorna Shore with the album Pain Remains. So this was this was another album from the larger community this of is, the internet. This is the highest ranking community album. Yeah, it, it ranked very highly amongst other communities, including Banger TV, including Metal Sucks, including um, Revolver. Um, the only re- the, the reason I included this one is because the album of, of the year that ended up on the Banger TV list is an album that we actually already ranked very highly, so I went down the list. The number two album was an album that Ben and I both hated, so I didn't put it on the list. Um, and I hadn't listened to which, Lauren. Which, which, which one was that? It, uh, <laughs> it was Chat Pile. Okay. Don't worry about it. Um, right. <laughs> uh, I hate that album. It's cool. It's really cool and really bad. Um, but this was their number three, the list on the banger TV list. I think it was like number two for metal sucks. And it was an album that got an incredible amount of mainstream mainstream and big air quotes here, uh, attention and reviews, um, because it's an album that does everything. They're technically a deathcore band. They're also a symphonic metal band. They're also a mellow death band. They're also occasionally a black metal band. They're also occasionally a death metal band. They're just kind of doing it all and throwing it out and seeing what hits. And like, and so is that why you did not like it, man? No, it's not. The reason I I didn't hate this album. It's in my like this is okay category. It's above half in Zealand Ardor. Um, it's below Ghost in the Wonder Years, coming in a solid twenty. Um, I would again I'd see Lorna Shore live um, as a person who put eradication of the unworthy infants on the playlist I can understand some pig squeals um, but like they just did they like threw the like the everything in the kitchen sink at you um, I think if the album the album clocks in at um, at an hour and one minute if this had been like a 35 minute album maybe 40 minutes like cut out two songs and just fucking cut a little bit of fat away and just hammered you in and got to the last song faster i would have liked it a lot more the pain three the um uh titular title track of the album is one of the coolest tracks um i it's in my like if i had to make like a top 10 songs list 
I'd put this song on there. Probably like number like five or like six. Um, it's great. It's like a lot. It's really well done. It ca it kind of contains all of the vastness they have in their um in their tool belt and bands that have like done this kind of everything and death metal sound like Flesh God Apocalypse. Um, dude, the sound that you hear in this last song super fucking well before a whole album. Lorna Shore just did a bunch of other shit too. Um, and so I like it. Um, and Lorna Shore is a band that's had a lot of attention over the years, starting back in 2009. Um, their lead vocalist is some kind of fucking polymath when it comes to screaming styles. Um, and To the Hellfire got a bunch of attention in 2021 which pole vaulted uh, Pain Remains into a lot of people's attention. Um, and the, funnily enough, there's not a single original member left in the band from when they formed in 2009. Yeah, I, I, I noticed that. Uh, I really like this album. I think I like this album more than anyone. I, I like this album more than pretty much any of your albums. Uh, fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just... You know, the way that you guys were talking so lovingly about Vermilia uh, and Ruska, uh, especially you, Nick, you talked about how it does, like, it, it goes all over the place, uh, and that you really like that. That That's what resonated oh, uh, to me with this album. This feels so it, much less focused than Vermilia to me. So, I... I think that's more of a see, genre for, thing than see, anything for else. Me it's, for, for me, it's flipped around. But, I mean, this, I was like... This was another one of those albums where it just really kept surprising me. Sure. And I loved how alien the sound was. Oh, okay. I loved the screaming. I loved how intense it was. Uh, the 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 background vibe of the music was just felt so uh, so melodic. I thought it was paced really well. Uh, but it really is just that like. I think it was really that alienness that the album introduces that was something that I don't think was, um, I, I, I think it just really set itself apart uh, from the other albums I listened to. Uh, it came out of nowhere at, at the last minute and just I just really resonated with this album. I respect that. Uh, this so, is a band I wish I had heard earlier in the year so I could have seen them when they were in town. Because uh, yeah. it's like it's very impressive. Yeah, it's 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 a really unique sound. Um, well, all of. of them, all of the sounds. Could could I jump in there, Ben? Yeah, absolutely. No, I I, I too agree with Ben's what Ben says. Um, when I again first time listening to the Lauren Shore, uh, she's uh, my number two. Uh, I respect on that. the top five. Um, I really like the, the. I always like music sometimes when they mix it up, when they add, when they mix things up like different genres in there. I, I felt the first time listening to it, I uh, welcome back old Sleeping Dreamer that track. Um, yeah. It really, uh, I like the app, the epic, I guess operatic. Yeah, it's um, definitely epic. Back. This is, this yeah, is like it's got epic that really nice epic. Uh, uh, thing going on with there and then it, it comes in with a, a hit in the face with some you know i guess yeah the the metal part and all that and it's really really good um my favorite was have to be near the end 
with the pain remains one two and three that just like that was like watching a a a, a epic battle scene in a movie like it just kept going and i really enjoyed how they ended this album with those three tracks i legitimately think if you took out like the middle four tracks if you took out let's see if you took out curse to die solix existence um apothis and And like that wrath actually leads into the pain yeah no i was gonna leave wrath in there but if you take out song like three through six Mm -hmm. and just give me welcome oh oh, sleeping dreamer into the earth and then go straight into wrath and then pain one two three this would have been a top 10 album for me i can see that like it's like like how good pain three is actually made the album rank lower to me because i was like oh this is what you could be doing so when it was done yeah i was like this is you guys are fucking peaking here you guys have some like flesh gods some um what's that other band guys that does like the symphonic deathies crazy shit that we've seen live oh uh septic flesh yes septic flesh the other one really complicated very epic like 12 minutes oh nabla viscaris thank you very much yeah, like the you, Monty and, and Ben. If you listen to this and, and any of the charmers out there, uh, if you like this, especially if you like the sound on uh, Pain Three, look up Flesh Out Apocalypse, especially their early releases and Neoblivascaris, because Neoblivascaris I feel like does this sound better, but not nearly as approachable as Lorna Shore. Mm. I understand why Lorna shows Lorna Shore got the immense about amount of popularity they did from this release because they're not like pretentious in a sense with their release but they are just so so they don't have the focus or the editing enough yet mm. um to mm. really to, to, to feel like a top 10 album for me you know what i wouldn't say cool. yet they've been around for a while <laughs> you know a what when, you know matt what game i was playing while i was listening to this <laughs> Oh, Sim that? six. Yeah, oh, okay. This is. I could see like listening to like Skyrim and playing and listening to this. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that would be awesome. All right. Uh, so, uh, Nick and Kyle, what did you guys think of uh, Lorna Shore? I, I was, I expected this to be very high on Kyle's list. Uh, Nick, you can go first because I have a lot to say about this. <laughs> sure. I, so I ended up ranking it at number seventeen, just below my true neutral album. So I guess, like, in a sense, I slightly dislike this album, but that doesn't... So the last, like, four songs are, like, what I really, really like about this album. Wrath to the Pain 1 through 3. Everything else, it's just so all over the place, but, like, not in a way that I enjoy. And, like, they, they, they dip into things that I dislike genre-wise. Like, they, they do a little bit of Brutal here. Like, they kind of, like, dip their toe in Slam for, like, some riffs. Um, and when they're kind of sticking vocal styles in the first two minutes. Yeah. And then like when they, and when they're leaning into the symphonic style, a lot of the time I'm just like, I'd rather listen to flesh God right now. Yeah. Um, and that's the vibe I got from the album, except for the last four albums or the last four songs. Mm -hmm. And it's really the last four songs. Why it's not lower. Like if those last four songs weren't on the album and it was just more of the first half of the album, this would have been way, way, way lower. Um, so in my opinion, they should do more of what they did at the last, say, third of the album. Fair enough. All right, Kyle, bring us home. Alrighty. So, I have a love-hate relationship with Lorna Shore. Like, their previous EP, 
I did not like whatsoever, and it's got a lot of critical acclaim. But this one, I enjoyed quite a bit. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, I ranked this at number seven. Okay. So, yeah. So, it's fairly high. It. That yeah. makes sense. That's about where I expected. I was. I, I envisioned this as a top ten Kyle album. Yeah. Yeah, Kyle and I are pretty close. Yeah. Um, it, this album definitely has its pros and cons. Don't get me wrong. Will Ramos, the vocalist, he is a fantastic lyricist, and he mm. definitely got help with his family. I watch a lot of videos because of my YouTube feed. Anyways, um, so his uh, parents are actually both authors. So oh, that, cool. Yeah, so there's a lot of influence on that. Um, so this is a concept album about a guy that ends up lucid dreaming, realizes it, and he's like, fuck it, I can do whatever I want. So in Sun Eater, he basically flies to the sun like Icarus and basically touches the sun, then realizes that everything he's doing is completely pointless and he goes into a uh, basically becomes into a uh, nihilistic mindset and depression because everything he's doing is pointless um and that's basically so that's the whole concept album and if you actually look up the lyrics it reads like a poem and it's articulated so well and his vocal style is so diverse it's almost physically impossible yeah, it's, it's wild it's, what he's yeah. able to pull off. Yeah, yeah and if you watch, pull up like a live video, he does that fucking live. It's crazy. insane. <laughs> it's fucking wild. That is crazy. It's like a, that's like a Ms. Muir, uh level of impressive. Yeah. But yeah, don't forget they have the Napalm Death Treatment where they don't have any of the original uh, band members and they just decided not to change the name of the band, which is fine. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, there is definitely an editing issue. With this album, um, I found that there was a lot of unnecessary breakdowns with, throughout the album, mm. where it was just breakdowns for the sake of breakdowns. Um, no, and when I, yeah, so what I mean by that, like, it's just a breakdown, nothing else is happening, and I just find that annoying. That's my main problem with the deathcore genre in general. Um, I, I just, agree. Yeah. But when they I do. I also a, agree. Yeah. Um, so, but when they do the breakdown with like, the phonics in the background, it adds the extra layer, was like, oh, this is interesting, it's adding to the album, in my opinion. Sure. Unlike um and Welcome Back Oh Sleeping Dreamer where they do it right off in the first minute, it's like okay, you kinda just drag me out a little bit. So okay. All right. Well thank you, Kyle. And just to wrap us up, just so that we have some sort of uh conclusion uh for this week uh that we can that we can treat our listeners with, I wanted to go over our uh just super quick uh, our album art of the year, uh, rising Ooh. band of the year, and least favorite album of the year. I, I'm Super- also very excited for next week with what's left. Yeah, yeah, we we got some banger albums. Uh, next week, uh, we are going to have a total of four albums of Nick's. Uh, we are going to have four albums of Matt's. Two albums from Kyle. And well, and one from me. Uh, <laughs> well, pretty pretty clear who has the and best taste here. None from me. <laughs> yep. Um, so uh, let's talk about Rising Band of the Year uh, bands. We just want to give a quick shout out to. Uh, I wanted to nominate Gone Mage. Hell uh, yeah! Matt first introduced them to me last year. Uh, and I thought it was a solid album. Uh, we'll get to and it. I'll talk about this more when we get to uh, a certain album next week. But I really think Gary's gotten so much 
Well, okay, so so Gary, Gary Brent's released like 12 albums this year. He's he's released a prolifically large amount of music. It's incredible. Yeah, he, he's a wonderkind uh, is really the only thing I can think of. And he gets so much better each time as yeah. well. Um, and, and I started listening to, uh, to one of the other bands he has, which is a lot more video game focused. Uh, and that's really good too. But I think Gone Mage is like his real, uh, I, I think it's his real crown jewel. Uh, and I can't wait to see him keep growing and getting better. Uh, Matt, your rising band of the year. Similar to you, Ben, it's a band that we're going to talk about extensively in our next episode. So I won't talk about their album they released this year uh but my rising band of the year outside of uh of gone mage would be satan uh satan is an american black metal band from the tennessee area i believe or kentucky one of the two um they're a very incredible black metal band um part a big part of the reason they made they're my rising band of the year um is because they are probably the best live black metal band i've ever seen perform um, the amount of energy and charisma and stage presence they had on stage while performing was utterly captivating. The bass player was captivating. Everything about the show was fantastic, and their music is incredible. And I think they're only going to shoot higher and higher in the black metal world, um, especially as a bunch of pretentious elitists get out of the way. Um, and don't uh, shit on them for being having good political morals. <laughs> Which they'd have, which is a nice thing to happen in black metal. Well, Nick, talk to us about your rising band of the year. Who you got? So my rising band of the year is Fellowship, and this is Ugh. a band that I will have mountains to say about later. But as a quick sell, they are a power metal band. This is their first release, and. Pretty much nothing, well, I shouldn't say nothing compares to it that came out this year in terms of power metal. There's one close contender, but in terms yeah, of this specific, uh, well, hold yourself, in this specific <laughs> type of power metal that they're making, I think that they have an incredibly bright future ahead of them, and I think that they hopefully will light a bit of a spark uh, in the genre, and hopefully we'll see a little bit more innovation. Very cool. Kyle? My rising band of the year is Blackbraid. They, wow, okay, respect. I, I'm, we'll get into it more, Matt. Um, so it is I a, said respect. Okay. I know I told you that I really enjoy this album. Uh, I, I understand why you like them. Yeah. So they are... He is, I should say. Yeah, it's just, just one dude. Yes, one dude from the Andrian Dak Mountains of New York. Around deep in... Yep, yeah, whatever. Deep in northern uh, upstate New York. Um he sings uh, Native American atmospheric black metal. Enough said. It's yeah, awesome. We'll, come, we'll talk that about it more next week. That's a little sample. All right. Sounds good. Uh, album art of the year. Uh, you all get one sentence to describe your uh, There is your only one album. choice, and it's Dark Thrones Astral Fortress because Fenris is ice skating. I will fist fight you. Well, Matt, you listed your album artwork of the year as mismore's wits end check check the document i updated it before i sent it to you it doesn't matter matt ha, there was too a bad too bad too bad wits end too bad okay i stand in support with matt and also choose 
Astral Fortress yes. as my Kyle, album of the year. Get over here, buddy. And end this fucking podcast Kyle, with a smile. Kyle was the only person who actually chose it. Yeah, so Kyle agrees with Nick and I. Anyway, Astral Nick Fortress. Chose, Nick chose Overtaker, and nope. I chose Dead Body because it has a dude on we, fire with uh, a you're, casket you're flying through wrong, the sky. You're wrong, Ben, because it's Fenris ice skating. Yes, a hundred percent. It is systematically like one of the most genuinely impressive things I've seen in a Blackmail album cover, outside of the guy who released just like a sunny selfie, um, which I think was like Sun Eater's album, which was equally as impressive. Uh, but when when one of the most prolific and important people in black metal releases an album with him ice skating on it, like in a fashion wearing like a black metal hoodie with his arms out in joy, how the fuck do you contend with that? You like, know what it, I say it to that, Matt? Art. You like, know what I say Mizmore to that, Matt? had better artistic <laughs> capability on the album artwork, but this is a better piece of album art. Matt, you, you know what I think about that? What? You convinced me. It's the album artwork of the year. Wait, wait. So, so the first time I tried, I didn't convince you. And then the second time, Kyle tried to convince you it didn't work. And then the third time, Nick convinced you it didn't work. But you're, are you saying, Ben? Are you saying that, that the, the fourth time's the charm? Whoa! Good night. Good morning. We'll see you next week. Give all these bands attention and money. They deserve it. So if you guys are interested in listening to it, I did uh, share my playlist of the four TTC top 25 albums of 2022 on YouTube Music. So it's public. You guys can look it up. Hashtag four times the charm. Hashtag four TTC. Yeah. And it's also on Spotify. And I will share that we will make the playlist public on our socials. Top 10 next week. Go. Leave. Bye. You don't Bye, see you go home, you. but you gotta get out of here. Talk if to y'all any later. of these bands wants to drop their merch links in the Instagram, please do. I want yeah, merch. Yeah, I, I will. Wow, Kyle. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> like I want to give you a platform to promote yourselves and talk about the amazing artist you are so that I can I get merch. I hate seeing him go, then... but I love watching him leave. Good night, everybody. Hey, hey y'all.